What's up, listener? Thanks for pressing play. On this episode of the Jock and Nerd Podcast, we've got more Justice League news as we take a look at the opening weekend box office numbers, more details of scenes that were changed and cut, and what this means for the DCEU moving forward. Also, Jude Law joins the MCU. Fox also talked to Sony about buying them up, and the first teaser for the Deadpool sequel is out. Plus, we return to our Game of Thrones first time watch through. Hey, it's new to me with a review of season six. All that and listener emails in this edition of the Jock and Nerd Weekly for Friday, November 24th, 2017. Check. Check one. All right. This is for all you fans out there. Let's give it up. Jock and Nerd. Oh, what's up, listener? Welcome back to another episode of the Jock and Nerd Podcast. The show that fulfills your weekly U.S. Day requirements for macro geek nutrients as we give you comic book, superhero, TV, and movie-related news and reviews every week. My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the jock. He's the nerd. And he's the rug boy. What's up, rugs? What's U.S. Day? Uh, you know, the, yeah, the, the, the United States uh, Department of Agriculture. USDA. Yeah, that's what I said. USDA. Did I say U.S. No. Day? No, you said U.S. Day. I said U.S. Yeah, Charlie. USD's nuts. US, you like these? <laughs> How's everybody doing? Uh, did you have a good Thanksgiving for our American listeners? I had turkey. I had some turkey. Anthony? Yeah, I did the, the turkey. I did the I get home at 6... 30 in the morning, I have to be at my parents' house by one, go to my parents' house, eat immediately, fall asleep, yeah. and then wake up and then eat again sort of deal. Wow, that sounds good. That was like perfect. Typical American gluttony. You know, that's up the, the, that's up the, I, I like Black Wednesday more than I like Thanksgiving. Black, there's a Black Black Wednesday. Yeah, that's Wednesday when you black before. out on Wednesday. Ah, yes. That's everyone's off. The yeah, I remember being in college. Traditionally, that was a huge drinking night. That's a big one. That's one of those where like the cops are looking for you. That's where hookups Dewey's happen. Everywhere. People throw up on each other and everyone's just uh, having a good time. All right. Well, look, it's very America centric of us to talk about Thanksgiving because it wasn't Thanksgiving everywhere. It's just, and it's well, all fuck the rest of the world. And the, Close and our the, borders. And the, and Let's go. All right. Well, there you go. <laughs> Lock it Whoa. down, America. Yeah. Trump's America. Trump's America. <laughs> Thanksgiving's all kind of bullshit anyway. It's maga, catching maga. on. <laughs> it's catching on. We're making it great. Maga. Blech. Uh, okay. Ah, uh, look, if you are a new <laughs> listener to the show, here's what's going to happen. We, this is the show that we like to cover geek news and review fun, awesome geek content. And we've been doing a ton of reviews uh, back to back to back. So we haven't really touched on the news a lot. So we have a huge news dump. We're going to take a news dump all over your ear holes and you're going to enjoy it. Uh, lots of stuff to talk about. Also in this episode, we continue... Our journey first time through Game of Thrones. I know you guys have been digging our Game of Thrones reviews, and we're going at my pace. I'm caught up to season six, so we will discuss season six of Game of Thrones. And I got a bunch of awesome listener emails, thoughts about Justice League from you, the listener, to share at the end of the show. 
Check out the last show for our Justice League review. Uh, very, This movie continues to be, like, it's not as divisive as Batman vs. Superman, but it's just as fascinating. Uh, people's reactions to it all across the board. For different reasons. Yes, and it's hard to argue with any of them because there's people who... I, let me say something yes. about Justice League. Yeah. I've been thinking about this movie it's, a lot. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> It, it's really just a sad movie. Uh, yeah. It's, it's just a, like, it's a victim. The, fact that the movie it's, is it, a victim. Shut up. It's not a victim. No? Fuck you. Why is it <laughs> sad? Why is it sad? That's because why they, I think it's this sad. is Justice League. Yes. They spent $300 million and we got the most blah mm. superhero movie that we they, we could have gotten. Yeah. It was just the safest movie ever. Well, look, we I have a lot of news. We'll we'll talk about the box office and and uh, things that were so, were going to happen that were changed. A lot of great news. You only get one chance at a Justice League. You movie. really do, and they they may have screwed the pooch for a while, for a while because you're not going to forget. You're going to forget this one, but you're not going to forget. forget about but it. you're not going to forget that it was forgettable. Which is it's just a weird movie. I felt like it had potential, but it, it they totally screwed the pooch on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, before we get to the news, I got some big news about our show. Uh, you guys know this little app called Spotify. Uh, anybody use the yeah, Spotify? I, I use it. I pay for it. You actually pay for I it. I pay huh? for yeah, it. Yeah, I have a free account. Rugs, you ever use the Spotify? Is that like Pandora? It's uh, it's uh, similar. No, it's more like your. No, it's not like Pandora. I'm run. It's. Uh, Pandora chooses the music for you. Spotify is you could choose the music. Pandora now is copying Spotify though. If Are you pay for Pandora, you can play whatever you want. Oh fuck them! Yeah, they pretty much it's copied like, Spotify. It's like your Apple Apple. Well, why music. do you have to pay for it? You pay for it so you can actually download the music. Oh, and if you do the free version, you have to. You don't get to download any music. And pretty much everything is on there. They recently added podcasts, and guess what, listener? If you are a Spotify user and you've had to switch to listen to us, the Jock and Nerd Podcast, well, guess what? You don't have to switch anymore. Oh shit! Because we are now on Spotify. Jock and Nerd officially on Spotify, and even for the free account, if you search Jock and Nerd Podcast, it will show up. So if you're in Spotify a lot, uh, which I just looked up to the numbers, Spotify has more than 60 million paid subscribers and 140 million active users. Oh, shit. That should give us some numbers, you think? You would think with that many people? I hope so. I don't know if people know Spotify is a place that you can listen to podcasts, so I think... Yeah, that's not commonly what I hear. No, that Spotify yeah, that for. that's going to take some education and some time. And I don't know if Spotify cares to inform their users and push me like, hey, there's podcasts, or they're like, here's some extra free shit that uh, you can listen to here also. But uh, I just wanted to say we're on Spotify; it's very exciting. But you can also find the show on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play, YouTube, Player FM, iHeartRadio, TuneIn. Jeez, we're everywhere we need to be. There's no excuse to not listen. Uh, and listener, check out the website for this show. Follow along in the show notes, jockandnerd.com slash 196. Let's get to the news, everybody. The Jock, Jock and Nerd Podcast. Uh, look, if you want to uh, get in touch with the show, we have uh, lots of ways to contact us. Visit jockandnerd.com slash contact for our Twitter, our Facebook page, our uh, email, SpeakPipe, and our Facebook group. I want to welcome new members to the Facebook group, Tyler Turner, Mustafa Ali, and Grant Cross. Look at this, all across the board. We got white names, we got non-white names. I love how that works out. <laughs> we got white names, and we got non-white names. <laughs> we got like the whitest of white names, and like <laughs> the brownest of brown names. Mustafa Ali, I believe you may be from Pakistan, you may be, we may be distant relatives. Sounds like a very Pakistani name. That's all I'm saying. 
Yep. <laughs> okay, before we get to the actual news, I got to find out. Punisher, last week, same week Justice League came out, dropped on the Netflix 13 episodes with the John Bernthal. Where's everybody at? Can we get a little Punisher watch update? I think I'm on episode like eight. Okay, very good. Zero. Wow, Anthony. Uh, holy oh shit. shit. Wow. I, Who would have thought that Jock would have been caught up? The, yeah, I have <laughs> one episode left. Oh no, I'm saying I haven't watched it. Yes. He has okay. no, he he has no he has zero episodes watched. Yeah. yeah. So uh hopefully uh you, how many did you get, Imran? Well, I have one more left. Oh wow. One Jeez. more left. Life, bro. And uh we will review the show next week. I don't want to say anything yet since Anthony hasn't seen it. We will wait. Next yeah. next week though, you think you can get it in by next week? What do you think? Are we reviewing it next week? I would like to, while I remember the fucking thing. Well, shit, then I guess I'll have to watch it. There we go. Wow, no urgency to watch The Punisher, Anthony. Why is that? It's not the urgency. It's the, uh, once I don't, I don't, I want to be fully invested before I start. I see. I see. We, and if I like start the first episode and it's late yeah, and yeah, tired, yeah, yeah. that's not how you want to do it. No, that, uh, that that's correct. But you have said in the past how you kind of cooled off on these Marvel Netflix yeah, shows. Yeah, I'm sorry. I don't know. Uh, Rux, do you think this will uh, turn them around? No. Oh, <laughs> there we go. Shit. Okay. I've heard good things, but all right. Yeah, I'm really curious to think what you guys think. Hopefully, we can. Uh... I think that he'll. Anthony. Yes. Yeah. No. <laughs> I think that he, I I think that he he might be pleasantly surprised, but I don't think it's going to change his feeling about the whole. Mm, he's going to walk away, meh. You think? I think he'll just walk away like, yeah, okay. Walk I saw the away Punisher. with a dick, my dick in my hand. <laughs> you're not gonna be like, it's not gonna. You're not gonna have the same reaction as Iron Fist, where you're gonna be pissed at like a million yeah, things. Yeah, that's right? true. But will it get his Filipinas hard? Will it give him? Oh, the Filipinas. Yeah, callback. Remember oh, Filipinas? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. All right. Look, I think he might have a a, a semi hard. A, a semi a semi Filipinas. All right. Well, look, we'll watch it. We'll review it. We'll find out. I'm gonna reserve my judgment. I may do a Patreon thing once I finish the show. Just so I remember what I thought about it right afterwards. So uh, sign up for a Patreon. You'll get the instant reaction. Let's talk about Justice League some more. Because when we did the review, it was the day the movie officially came out. Even though movies come out a day before they officially come out. So they should change the date. But there was no box office uh, numbers to speak of. Well, we have opening weekend box office numbers. Now, if you've been paying attention... You've probably seen that this thing made 94 million, actually under, around 94 million oh, shit. domestic opening weekend, making that sounds it. sounds like a lot of money. It does sound like a lot of money. <laughs> However, if you think of the big scheme of things, it, no, it isn't. It isn't. It comes in as the lowest opening of all five DCEU movies yet. That's unbelievable. Is and that it, it, not so surprising? It's un, it was 94. A little less than 94. Yeah, it's like and 93. The projection for that weekend was 110. So 110 to 120. Lowest box office opening ever. In relation, uh, working backwards, Wonder Woman, 103 million. Suicide Squad, 133. BVS, a whopping 166. And Man of Steel beat this movie at 116. A movie that has now everybody in it. What is the order that they came out in? Oh, and Man of Steel. He read it. I read it. Ba- that's a reverse yeah. order. I just read it. So, Man of so Steel, Steel 116. Yeah. yeah. BVS, you get 166. Super high. It peaks there. 
Yes. It comes down at Suicide Squad 133, continues to come down Wonder Woman 103, and now 93. So that's the BVS effect. Uh, it's a trickle down theory. I would theory. say so. However, yeah. Wonder Woman. I would also yeah. be the guy. I don't, I, I, there was a little bit of arguing on the Facebook about the, <laughs> the critics don't matter. Do you think, no, uh, it's still going to make a shit ton of money? Where's the word of oh, mouth wait. on this one? I don't know. Oh, boy. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, shit. That's a good point. The buzz is not. Positive either. It does not help. It wasn't positive. When the critic reviews came out, it wasn't positive. The fact that there was that embargo wasn't positive. And you had the stink of Batman v Superman and Suicide Squad. And it only leaves a very small few percentage of moviegoers actually excited to see this. It's just so weird. But now Wonder Woman being 103, it manages to have legs and has the highest domestic gross out of all the movies. So yeah, this this isn't going to happen. Not not so so currently. It's, Coco beat it. Coco beat it this weekend on it's, Thursday. Yeah, so it's probably not going to stay number one this weekend. No. Uh, total with the foreign gross, it made 315 worldwide. Now, so look, let's just start. I want to ask you this one question: You are Warner Brothers. This is the worst box office for one of these movies yet. What do you, we have Aquaman playing Shazam, all these fucking 20 other movies. What do you do now? What do you, what do you think they're thinking? What do you think I think? Yes. What a, oh, they're in full panic. You, <laughs> last week you said that it doesn't matter. They don't care. Imran, yeah. you're so wrong yeah. about that, that, that was, they don't uh, care. I was quoting a Forbes article. That guy, man, that they off. don't care yeah. that they're going to make, they're mm. going to lose money on this movie. On the movie that's supposed to be, yeah, the I don't know why you said movie. that, Imran. I don't mean to pile on, but that was a really <laughs> well dumb thing for that guy in Forbes. Yeah, well, yeah, it, what, whoever you were quoting, because they, the reason they made this movie is they were like to their shareholders, "Hey, we got an answer for Avengers. It's going to be Justice League, and we're going to make just as much money." And now they're the lowest opening domestically. That's if, terrible. If I was running Warner Brothers, yes, what do you do now? Well, obviously. The first thing I would do is go into money saving mode. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, we got to now string up these budgets, cut your here losses, and try and like not the whole entire thing. It's like uh, if you're spending all of this money and not getting anything back, you're you know that's not that's not good. So you got if you can make your budgets a little smaller and your overhead a little smaller, you'll make incremental money back. It won't be a, a huge windfall, but if you do the metrics. You're going to have X amount of people come out to see these movies. So if you could somehow cover your losses and you you can make that hundred back, hundred million back uh, on the next one. Yeah. Think about Deadpool. It costs nothing. Right. Yeah. But it made a shitload of money. Yeah. And it doesn't even have to make like uh Batman versus Superman kind of money or Wonder Woman kind of money. It just has to make enough to cover its budget and bring back some money back in. So, again, Forbes has broken down not only that it uh is only made 94 million, that it may cost Warner Brothers around 100 million. What's weird is on the box office mojo page there still isn't a budget uh for the movie. There's no actual they, they're, they're budget number. Yeah, so how much they spent on this. This one from Screener and it says Forbes has broken down the numbers in an effort to gauge what the movie's total gross will be. Justice League's overall budget ballooned to reportedly 300 million due to reshoots with an additional 150 million for its marketing. That's a total of 450 million spent on the movie. In addition to the global home entertainment costs, 60 million talent guild residuals, 20 million interest expense, another 20 million. And finally talent costs to cover the cast crew producers, 50 million final cost around six. Hundred 
million. Uh, Forbes has made an educated guess based on the current box office trajectory of the movie, with the domestic haul possibly ending up at $235 million. Internationally, Justice League could pocket as much as $400 million. That would give the film $635 million in earnings worldwide. Roughly $545 million would end up in WB's bank account. Should that be the case, that would result in at least $55 million loss. Before taking into account factors like overhead costs, the amount of time it takes for the film to earn revenue, and other things that could be up to $100 million loss. So this movie... Oof. It's going to be hard to, you. to make it in, in the black. I would make <laughs> Any way a, you cut it. I would make a $90 million Batman movie because you would get a shitload of people to show up for Batman. Yes, yes. And you could just make it a kung fu movie. It doesn't have to have super big effects or anything. It could just be Batman beating the shit out of people in a cool, That's a great idea. Ways. Deadpool was like 68 or million. Or Nightwing. Yeah. Throwing him in there too. Why not? Or throw Robin in there. I think you're right. You got to keep the cost down and it's the only way you're going to Because you don't think that back. they will continue making <laughs> That's my other universe. question. How much are they going <laughs> to scrap? Other than Wonder Woman, what if is they really were smart, going? Yeah, Aquaman is coming out. Dude, Aquaman, Aquaman they're not going to scratch that. And they're, doing it, they're going about it the wrong way. Yeah. They started they're, on Shazam like production and Wonder Woman 2 is definitely going to come out. They got to do Wonder Woman 2. Oh, they're doing Wonder Woman 2. That's that's the only thing that's got legs. So the other thing is before Aquaman comes out, there's seven Marvel character movies between Disney they're and Fox and Sony. They're spending too much time with bullshit. Yeah. That's what and say whatever you want. This whole the whole reason the the movie costs so much is because WB doesn't know what the fuck they're doing and they're yeah. they're overspending, they're shooting too much, they're reshooting things too much. They're just, you know, they're not they could have solved the Superman mustache problem by having a bearded Superman. They could have done that. And it caught, I would have saved them like $25 million. Like, they're just not... They're throwing money at these problems of that cost nothing. Like, a script doesn't cost them anywhere near right. what effects Start cost Start with them. a good script. I, I yeah. think they also, as Wonder Woman proved, if you can just make a good movie... Yeah. Even if like the Wonder Woman's opening weekend wasn't bananas, no, but, it, but had, it had so yeah. much like, yeah, like you, they got to start making like they start really got to invest in making a good movie and stop looking over at Marvel and being like, we need to get out as many movies as they're getting out. When you when see what happens when you make a good movie, people tell other people and then people, more people come to see the movie uh, as opposed to the opposite effect. I got to say, I kind of feel sorry for the Zack Snyders because look, we, we fucking bust his balls all the time. The guy went through a tragedy. He clearly had a vision for this. This is obviously this Warner Brothers studio just fucking things up. And as a creator, as a storyteller to have a project and see it completely hacked up and, well, well, wait, 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 you know, wait. something ended Warner up Brothers that was fucking yours. it up. Yeah. Yeah. He, I mean, he, he fucked up BBS. But like, but w as a money standpoint, Anthony, yeah. like, just think about this. Warner Brothers puts out Zack Snyder's original vision without spending all the extra money, yeah. reshooting it and fixing Superman's mustache. They would have made money on That's this. less of a gamble than, than yeah. throwing all that money for this. You're bullshit. talking about another hundred million dollars thrown on into this movie. That was a yeah. stupid risk that they took. They, I mean, they're, they're. As you said, they they and don't hate know what this movie too. They would have yeah. hated both movies. Yeah, they don't. They really don't. They're so reactionary. Yes, I, I actually I watched Movie Bob do a breakdown of BVS yeah. one and two, yeah. and he went into kind of the history. Yeah. So basically, they rushed all of this because they were 
investing money in Superman films that weren't being made <laughs> and were Jesus. losing money without having any films come out. Because there was that Superman flyby movie. Yeah, yeah. There was that Superman movie with Nicolas Cage. Yeah, that was supposed that, to be in. yeah. They were, they were, losing they were investing money, in, those, money yes. in the movies that oh, weren't shit. coming out. So they're like, so they what were, the fuck? They were in a panic. Yeah. Huh, yeah. That's so interesting. It's, it's, they were, and they were looking at Marvel and they're like, guys. What the fuck are we doing? Yeah, we're not even making movies and we're <laughs> losing <know>. money. <laughs> you know, that birth movies death review he sent over was really good too. How he mentioned that this movie is just a response to a response to a response. Yeah, like just, all the just movies reacting. are responses to responses when they used to just craft a good single story and believe in it and have confidence in it. There were uh, deleted scenes briefly on the internet, guys. Did you get to see these? Uh, They've been pulled. I, saw, I didn't see them, but I heard about them. Did you read about them? I, 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 was, I was on Reddit yeah. trying to find them, but they, I was already way yeah, too Yeah, they all got pulled yeah, very quickly. And I, I mean, like we imagined, it's a lot of the cyborg stuff. It's a lot more Aquaman stuff. It's probably stuff with Volko. Uh, so. Oh, I forgot that What's-His-Face was in this. Remember in the trailer? What's his name? What's the uh, actor's name? Uh, uh, William Defoe. William Defoe. Remember in the trailer, he's in the wa- Aquaman's in the water, and he swims up, and there's a dude like in a in a in a suit, like a, a king with a trident sitting there. Like no, I don't remember that, that was at all. in the that was in the thing that was not in the movie. I don't know who that was. Um, another uh, another story I got. The original post credit scene was a lot different. This is kind of cool. A uh, visual uh, effects artist named LDN Film who worked on Wonder Woman took to Reddit to answer some questions. And he had worked on uh, this after credit scene that evidently featured some Green Lanterns. The original after credit scene that was shot in principal photography was Bruce being woken in the night in his lake house by a green light and being visited by Tomah Ray and Kilowog. Geek boner. It was cut fairly early on during Well, post. this was supposed to be, remember, a two-part movie. Yes. And I, and I think, I, I saw some speculation, and it's just pure speculation, but I kind of agree with it that the end of this movie was supposed to be kind of a, oh my God, Superman's gone bad sort of thing. Yes. And then they would that would have ran into part two. And yeah. then have Dark Side you know, show up and they, Green Lanterns yeah. are showing up and like all they that. They gave us lanterns, but then they died, but it was really cool to see the ring well, fly off. But the thing is, it's like, it's cool to see, but we're getting teases for movies that we don't even know if they're ever yeah. going to come out. You know what else doesn't make any sense really? Like why did they give them, why they leave the mother boxes on earth if they had, if they were working with lanterns, like why don't just take, give one to the lanterns out in space? Like you're putting them all in the same fucking planet when you got these alien fucking cops working for you. Uh, I just, and why give it to man? Man is not good at holding anything. These are all true statements. Uh, the original. I like how hard you're thinking about that, that plot point right there. <laughs> yeah. You know, another thing I will say, I have to take back last episode, Rugs, you were like, would you see this again? And I was like, there's no reason to see this again. I kind of want to see the movie again now. The more yeah, I think too, about actually. it, the more I just kind of want to see it again after the, the shock of seeing it the first time. I just, you know, I kind of want to see. I don't think it's an unwatchable no, mess. No. I just think that you wonder why they spent all of this money just to make it not good, you know, not really good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And all of this, did all this stuff, cut all of this stuff out and do this. they like, all of the things that they did to try and make more money, like making it shorter and, uh, you know, so it's two hours and they can run it more times and then, you know, making it more friendly Adding for jokes. everybody and safer. Yeah. Like, oh, none of that stuff... Ma- you know, made the movie any better no, in no. the eyes of anyone. No. So they were going to get this 94 million, no matter what they spent. Yeah. And they really could have uh, saved some money. Had they just, uh, I'm, I'm very curious to see. I don't think we'll ever get it. No, we'll get, but well, I, 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 I'm very curious to see what that Frankenstein or that, that <laughs> monstrosity of Zack Snyder's unwatchable version of it was. 
Okay, so here's the thing. There's everyone's heard already of this petition for okay. Snyder's cut, uh, which is hilarious because there's always petitions to have him thrown off movies and to have him put back on movies. The same movies he was thrown off. Uh, the, the the problem. So this article from Collider it says the petition operates under the assumption that Snyder's version is finished. In the petition, the author writes about discarding Junkie XL score in favor of one by Danny Elfman. Snyder's wasn't version wasn't finished. So for us to get Zack Snyder's version, Warner Brothers would have to put more money into it to fucking finish the movie. Well, also, That's when you look at happen. you look at like Suicide Squad or or Batman vs Superman, those extended cuts, yeah. and they're versions of the movie where like basically the blanks are kind of filled in, yeah. An extended cut of B of Justice League would be a different movie. Well, that, I don't think under yeah. Warner Brothers is going to undercut their own movie. Uh, they, but they do say I saw another article where an extended cut may be possible because it, they would add in shit to the existing movie. But this whole other three hour you're not cut, a director's cut. Yeah, no. yeah, that that can't happen because I, they would have to pay to finish the movie. I think that the biggest problem that people have and the reason why this outcry for Zack Snyder's uh, assembly to be you know, put out yeah. is because all of the trailers, all of the advertising for this movie had all of these scenes yep. that we were expecting to see. Yep. Now I think about it. Like most of the scenes that we saw in the trailer are not in yes. the movie. Yes. We were sold a fake movie for fuck's sake. So oh, shit. It's kind of weird <laughs> that like, I mean, they're still using that footage to advertise this movie knowing full of that. None of that shit Did is in the movie. you see how they've added Superman to all the, the posters and the banners? Yeah, now, now they have. Yeah, yeah now they have. Uh, going back to how crazy my friend always yeah. jokes yeah. like he's like oh wait Henry Cavill's in this movie <laughs> I had no idea he was yeah. gonna be in this right <laughs> uh, going back to how fucked up the production was Danny Elfman said he came on so late in the production, he goes, I got the call from Joss very last second. I got the call and it was, you have to decide now and then go to work tomorrow. He was so late that he scored storyboards in place of actual film. He's like, it was like scoring an animated movie. He's like, the movie that came out is the movie I scored. It was just in very rough form. That's you know, how late of, this shit was. A lot of inter uh, people on the internet that I kind of respect yeah. have really criticized his score. Yeah, a lot of people said that it's not that it's it's nothing. It's like again like recycled he, he, like, shit. He kind of threw away some of the like like the scores that they established for the characters yeah, in yeah, previous yeah, films. Yep, yep, and made it more of this whimsical kind he of thing. He did Danny Elfman. He made a yeah. Danny Elfman, which is uh, yeah. I don't know. I didn't have a problem with the score, but a, a lot of people have really criticized. I it. did love hearing the Batman theme, but uh, and you heard the Wonder Woman theme like once, like briefly. Like in the beginning, and then that was kind of it. Uh, I, 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 the opening of the movie, remember that uh, scene with the the criminal uh, where he 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 baits oh, the yeah. uh, uh, the Joss Whedon thing. Yes. Yeah, so uh, the guy that who played that, his name is Holt McKellany. He's uh he's uh on Mindhunter. He said that that opening sequence was way more comedic until Warner Brothers decided otherwise. <laughs> he says, "I love Joss Whedon. My scene with Batman was originally conceived as a comedic scene. That's how Joss wrote it, and that's how we shot it. I thought it came out great, but the studio felt it would be a mistake to open the film with a completely comedic scene, so it was re-edited a little bit. I was disappointed. But when I got home to New York, I found a bottle of my favorite champagne and a note from Joss that said, Two battles lost. Gratefully, Joss. I can't tell you how much it meant to me that he took the time." to write me joss whedon is a class act i had the letter framed so again you got joss whedon writing some comedy bits and they're still resisting with the guy they picked uh, i don't know i don't know i guess it would have been weird to have like a total funny funny bit to open the movie well is that i thought you were referring to the fact that 
He puts I tried out there. Yes, that's the other thing. Is oh. this a dig? During the credits, when you see Chris Terrio and Joss Whedon's screenwriting credit, it's over the image of that homeless man holding up a sign that says I tried. And also, uh, Whedon hasn't seen shit, said shit about the movie, and Zack Snyder has not even seen the movie yet. That's weird. I, I That's find weird. all this the, very I, strange. I, find, I, they, I tried things like kind of a funny coincidence, but maybe there's something to it. The Whedon not talking about yeah. it is really strange. All he did, and he got a lot of flack for, is he liked a tweet from someone that was criticizing the CGI and Steppenwolf, and he liked it and then like unliked weird it. As fuck too. And he got a lot of flack, but it, he hasn't said anything. I mean, I, maybe he's like, I don't want to take away from the fact that this is Snyder's movie even though he kind of did a totally different version yeah. of it. But, but this has got to make Snyder feel good that there's a little petition going on yeah, to get him, yeah. get his cut yeah. out. He's probably like, see, if, you need me. See what happens. I mean, until we see the cut. Until we see the, what the other disaster is. Uh, also, uh, James Wan has said Aquaman will not use air bubbles to talk in the Aquaman movie, which good. is fascinating. It's kind of a la- it's kind of a lazy solution to the problem. And Ruggs, I think you were right. That's only Mira's abilities to do that. So she has to be around whenever people want to talk hey, underwater. She looked good. She did look good. I wish we saw that shot I'm of her she was hot. coming out of the water. She did. She looks great in the costume. Uh, remember, there's that picture of her coming out of the water, actually. That wasn't in the movie. Uh, yeah, fuck it. But uh, James Wan simply tweeted, fret not, no air bubbles for dialogue in my underwater world, which, how the fuck, what are you going to do? I'm really, really curious. I don't know what else you could do. I hope it's not like the fucking telekinetic mind reading shit. That's also, I don't know. I don't know what you're going to do. Uh, Batman rumors. I think they're going to make weird, like, Clicks and then they can have subtitles like dolphins, and then you'll you'll read. Yeah, I mean you could do it like it's an alien language, and then you just yeah. read the subtitles. You can hear, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, but it'll look silly if there's just bubbles coming out blah, of their blah, mouth. Blah, blah. <laughs> uh, Batman rumors, uh, rumors that Jake Gyllenhaal is all but confirmed to headline the solo Batman movie. Really? Yeah. From uh, according to Elf fanboy, Affleck Ooh. is out. Elf fanboy. I don't believe it. Affleck is out, and Gyllenhaal looks all but confirmed to be his replacement. Who the hell is Elf fanboy? It is, uh, that's probably one of those guys that came out of. Is that Elf Fanning's uh, fanboy? El- this is like Elf <laughs> fanboy. This is like El a, fanboy. This is like a fucking WordPress blog. I don't know who WordPress I don't know who Elf fanboy is. Oh, he's daily contributor to Latino Review. Oh, he's one of the Latino oh, Review. I don't know about this. He says the J. Maybe, who knows? Yeah. Gyllenhaal. Yeah, Gyllenhaal. What do you think of Gyllenhaal? They don't know what the fuck they're doing. There was, well, there was another story out saying that the movie won't be a, like a reboot. It will be the 20 year old veteran, this same Batman after Justice League. That is the, that's going to be in the movie. And you're going to cast Gyllenhaal? Well, the 20 year old. Yeah. Thing? Gyllenhaal is almost, I think he's like 40 now. So he could play uh, a guy who's been uh, fighting crime since he was 20. I don't know. I guess he won't be. Yeah, but he's just not been. He's a different guy. Yeah, he's a totally different guy. Hey, this is the Batman universe. That's what happens. I guess so. I guess. I, and I feel, I, I think he won't look so bloated looking as uh, Affleck did in the Batman a little bit. Well, my friend Irwin was like, bloated. a lot of those reshooted scenes, yes. Batman's, he was like, I couldn't stop looking at how fat his face was <laughs> it, it, he looked, in the costume. He looked kind of uncomfortable, confined in that costume. Like, did he let himself go and didn't know there was going to be reshoots? What happened? Well, of course. I mean, they Cavill grew a mustache and signed on to another movie. <laughs> they didn't think they were going because he's like, hey, <laughs> they didn't think they were doing. He's like, I shot reshoots. all my Superman shit. I'm going to grow a fucking mustache. <laughs> Jesus, Henry Cavill. Speaking to him, he is contracted for one more movie. 
So they got to shove him in somewhere. I think he deserves a sequel. I don't know what, now that he's all like positive and, and, and Boy Scouty, maybe we can get a Man of Steel 2 sequel. Well, they can, look, one thing about Justice League, yeah. the way that they did it and they edited out the Snyderverse version is that at least he's in a position where you can make a good Superman movie yeah. now. Yes, yeah. I mean, we had to go through this whole deconstructing and undoing of the they deconstructing. Fix the suit. Yes. The suit is like looks like shit the way that they brighten the colors and stuff. At least it's brighter though. Yeah, but they got to like it, the way that the shading it look like it looks like these like geometric shapes like that are highlights that that look it looks like he's wearing like a weird body and, armor. You know, it doesn't and look you, as you got to do like you got to bring in like a red belt or so. You got to break up that blue in the middle. He doesn't have it, like a. I forget what it looks like. He doesn't have a belt. It's nothing. It's just it's just like it's he's just wearing continues. this like mm. he's wearing like a like a, like a one piece. Yeah, like a full body yeah. like swimsuit. You know, it's surprising that, that some of these costumes are so shitty because you got they their costumes have always been top notch. That that dude Michael Wil- Wilkinson just the way is that the they designer. Did it. Whatever they did to like blow out his suit, yeah. whatever the digitally they yeah. did. To oh, blow his- okay, the brushing on top. Yeah, movie Bob's yeah. like it looks like they tried to. There's these suits look like they tried to recreate. Mortal Kombat Annihilation. That's good. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, the whole movie is so color corrected to death, but you don't know yeah. what the fuck color anything is. Well, Very bad. He, he brings, uh, uh, I keep quoting Movie Bob because I saw it and yeah. just watched it, but it's he so was good. like, or no, it wasn't Movie Bob. It was this guy named Houston Productions. Ah. And he was like, the thing is, is they filmed this with these sets in mind with Snyder's color scheme in right. mind. So right. all these suits are supposed to bounce off of Snyder's yeah, color scheme. Good, which is and then they color. color corrected the shit out of it yeah. to make it more bright. But the 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 sets yeah. and the suits weren't made to be that. You know, they weren't they weren't supposed to be colored yeah. out like yeah, this. Yeah, so they just end up so they sticking stick out, out even more. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. It's very good. Movie Bob fucking hated this movie, and it's a glorious review. I highly recommend you watch. He doesn't this. hate it as much as BVS. He oh, made, he really hated that. He's one. currently in yeah. the midst of a, over four and a half hours of hating. He's doing on like BVS. a Dan Carlin hardcore history version of yeah, BVS. It's like he just six put out part of, two, and he's got part three coming Jesus. later. That's like six hours of hate for BVS. That is fantastic. Fantastic. It's great. Last thing about Justice League, this uh, Joss Whedon rumor started circulating all of a sudden. Yeah, that was weird. That he got fired for Batgirl for like alleged cheating on his wife for sexual harassment. But I think that's not true because then right away reports came out. Joss Whedon is still involved and he's writing it. And I don't know what to believe anymore. So I only looked at the the title. I didn't read the article. Yeah. So I, the first thing I read was cheating on his wife. Yeah. Now, granted, that makes you not a, a great human. But yeah. Does that you deserve to be fired for cheating on your wife? Uh, so this is from Super Bro Movies, who later removed. Oh, this sounds very yeah, incredible. The well. article doesn't exist. They already removed the link. Whedon had been fired a few months ago after his ex-wife had revealed that Whedon had been having several affairs during their marriage, calling him a hypocrite, preaching feminist ideals. It is said that Warner Brothers didn't want this sort of negativity, but that's not fireable, really. I mean, I guess they can fire you for anything. For anything, but, well, that's true. No, but, but that sounds like cheating on uh, your wife isn't isn't a crime. It sounds like is it, it anti feminist to cheat on your yeah, wife? Yes. What does that mean? <laughs> is it anti feminist? This uh, I don't know. <laughs> this sounds like a we need a feminist on the show. It sounds like a yeah. hardcore Zack Snyder fan trying to just uh, just discredit someone. Yeah, that petition apparently has like over a hundred thousand signatures now. I don't know if it's I'm gonna, glad people are signing something that means nothing. <laughs> yes, how about you sign? <laughs> Like an actual you, nuclear you, you arms, something for uh, you. Like, yeah. 
get involved in the government or something. Like sign something that's actually going to change oh, something. Global yeah. warming, climate change. Sign those petitions. Look at what you your assholes. like local representatives are voting for and sign yes. something that Look, I guess that. Meanwhile, over Thanksgiving, they're trying to repeal net neutrality. You fucking assholes. That's going to ruin everything for everyone who enjoys anything on the internet. And they're trying to do it where no one's paying attention. It's very shady. I'm busy having some turkey. Yeah, Damn fuck it. the turkey. They're going to make you pay three times for your internet and throttle everything and have to buy different services. Uh, so that's false. Uh, so I don't know. He's still working on Batgirl. I, I was looking forward to a, a Joss Whedon Batgirl. Uh, but if it's just one vision just from him and not having to, you know, combine. Are we still things. on this news of uh, Justice no, League? We're or done. Are we done? We're done. The- let's check in. Uh, let's see. I want to see how much Thor Ragnarok has made. $752. Oh, shit. Worldwide, $260. $752. That's it. And, <laughs> and 60 cents. Jesus no, seven hundred fifty-two million, two hundred sixty million domestic. Twenty-one day total compared to Thor: The Dark World. Yeah, Thor: The Dark World one seventy-five. Wow. Thor: Ragnarok two sixty. So they're happy. Uh, Thor: Ragnarok is doing very well. Uh, I found out now. Uh, we've been waiting for this Infinity War trailer, which is weird because for the last two Avengers movies that came out in May, the trailers always they came out in the October the year before both movies. We've got nothing so far, but rumor is it will come out with The Last Jedi and premiere before The Last Jedi. Smart move. Yes. So between like the first, uh, they're saying early December, between December 1st and December 8th, you will see, you may see the Infinity War trailer. So that's very exciting. Geek boner. That is, I'm, I'm full mast already. Yes. That's, uh, that's making us fill a penis hard. Uh, yeah, that'll uh, get me <laughs> looking ahead at some of the MCU movies. We got a casting, this is a cool casting. for Captain Marvel, Brie Larson's Captain Marvel, uh, Jude law joining Brie Larson as, as uh captain Marvel it is official. Yep. He, they were in talks, and it actually happened. I think I have the wrong link here. Yeah. That's uh, the wrong link. Uh, it goes to Star Wars. Actually, click the next link, because it explains who is Marvel. Yep, he's in. He's officially in. He is going to be playing. Uh, oh, Jude Law is playing. Cap- what do you say? Yeah, no, but what's that guy's name? Jude Law. What's the character's name? Marvel. What's his first name? <laughs> no, that's his name. Oh, Marvel. He's a Cree. Mar- <laughs> that's right. He's Cree alien. The original Captain Marvel, actually. Right. Uh, but the, the there's you know what's funny is there's two Captain Marvel movies technically coming out in 2019. Shazam. Shazam. Yeah. So Captain Marvel started at Fawcett Comics in the 40s. They held the trademark, and then DC sued them uh, for tra- uh, after copy their trademark lapsed to use. Captain Marvel, and then Marvel picked it up and sued DC, making them change their Captain Marvel to Shazam, and they debuted their own Captain Marvel. It's very confusing, but hilarious. So he's the original Kree, and then there's Carol Danvers. What do you guys think of Jude Law? Uh, I think, look, another great actor to add to the MCU universe. Like, how can he be? Uh, he was recently in that King Arthur movie as the bad guy, yeah, and he was great. Yeah. Jude Law, I mean, I loved I like him. I loved him in everything he does. He's a great actor, and it's another high caliber cast. I just remember him having a sexual affair with Matt Damon in uh, Talented Mr. Ripley. Oh, uh, yeah, there was that. He there was was in, a, uh, well, they weren't actually having being sexual. They were There was some weird shit going on. Though. He killed him on he a He was boat. in AI uh, as an android. That's pretty good. Jude Law's I like good. it. He's I like good. Jude Law. So, Captain yeah, Marvel. Two good casting. Captain Marvel in 2019. Moving on to some Fox Marvel news. We talked a couple episodes about that uh, 
Fox was talking to Disney because they wanted to sell all their properties. And and uh, they said the talks has ended, but like all of our hearts got excited because X-Men Fantastic Four could end up back at Disney in the MCU. Well, that's not the only people they're talking to, people. Fox also talked to Sony about selling. Oh, shit. Now... I think the Spider-Man universe, I think you could introduce mutants in Sony's Spider-Man universe, and it won't be as convoluted as messy as trying to shove them in present-day MCU. What do you guys think? Is this good or bad for the characters? I mean, Spider-Man, and what else is what else is Fox owned? Fantastic Four X-Men. and X-Men. X-Men yep. You know, Peter has been a friend of Johnny Storm's for a long time. But um, what about the ancillary characters? They, they own, you know... A Galactus and a yep, Silver yep, Surfer. Yep, yep, you got all those, all the bad guys. I, so, oh. yeah, it could be interesting. You probably, do they get the Submariner in that? They could pull the Submariner, X-Men. Uh, I think Submariner, I don't know, is he with Universal? I don't remember. That gives you mutant, mutant bad guys, too? Yeah. That'd be weird, Sony having them and then still having the side deal with Marvel. Sony would have this deal with Marvel, but they would own the rights to <laughs> Spider-Man, X-Men, and the Fantastic Four. Wow. I don't know. They're, they're, but they seem really eager to fucking sell but their Sony's shit. Sony's got no money right now. Yeah. 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 Fox is very eager to get rid of this shit. They Fox wanna, is eager to sell. They want to double down. Why don't, they go to, why don't they just go to Marvel and sell to the right place? They, I mean, they, they were talking to them, but well, they got to check out all the deals, you know? Got to hunt for the I'm best you, if They're going to sell their shit to DC. Uh, I bet they'll talk to Warner Brothers. They'll be like, hey, you guys want to buy the X-Men? Dude, Warner Brothers should have already made an offer. Yes, they should swoop in. If they were smart, they would fuck Marvel up the ass. If, <laughs> I mean, if I, that's what I would be. like, I'd be like, listen, we lost this fucking the war here, but we could fucking take... Take these oh, guys down. For I a don't think bit. Warner Brothers would know what to do with those characters either. I Doesn't don't matter. think it matters. Just say fuck you to Marvel. You're not getting them. <laughs> I think the beauty of having these Marvel characters at these three studios is, like I said earlier, bef- before Aquaman comes out next year, we are getting seven Marvel character movies between the three studios. Warner Brothers is giving you one DC movie next year. So that's everyone's gonna know all these Marvel characters by the time this Aquaman and be like Aqua. It would who? be great though if like uh, Fox went over to DC and just to get Marvel to up their their offering. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a that's a good strategy. Like we talked yeah. to uh, Warner Brothers, they're offering a couple billion. What they do you don't get, They might not give a shit if Sony gets it, right? But they'll care. They already played ball with Sony. Yeah, they'll care if Warner Brothers is about. Yeah, to buy it. then they're gonna shit their pants. <laughs> uh, okay, more Fox Marvel Universe news. Deadpool put out a teaser for the sequel called Wet on Wet. <laughs> that was actually very Holy funny. Holy crap. Great. So if you guys are too young to remember the Bob Ross, it was a public access TV show. Of this this dude with a big white dude with a white afro on Valium painting landscapes. <laughs> on Valium. Like he was just very I think chill. he was just a nice guy. He's a very <laughs> nice guy. He's very relaxed. And he would say things like, happy little cloud. We're going to paint happy yeah, little he was living in Florida just Fucking chilling. love it. Great hippie. You watch the show and it relaxes you. So You think he was on Valium? I don't know. I just think he was. <laughs> no. He was, no, he was naturally. He was probably smoking weed. Yeah, he was just And if baked. he was, he probably wasn't. No. <laughs> He's just one of those dudes that he, like, like. loved animals yeah, and shit. Yeah, yeah. He just naturally <laughs> relaxed. This two minute teaser has got Deadpool dresses Bob Ross painting and all this crazy shit happens. They played that before Justice League for oh, me. Oh, they did? Did? I did yeah, not see we, it in the dying. theater. Holy yeah. shit! First of all, uh, there's like the names of the of the 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 colors are hilarious. They roll credits in the thing. Like, what a clever. 
fucking marketing video and and and, and it's Deadpool. Of course, they they did not uh, disappoint. I, I know that Deadpool is kind of a unique character, but they should do like movies in general should be more clever with their yeah, trailers. They should so, have, stuff like yes, this. Have more fun with it. Instead of like the, the standard, you know, two minute, two and two minute, 30 seconds where it's just cut after like a music video. This is something fun. This is rewatchable. And, and they give you clips of, you see teenage and like, yeah, you get like a little, finger, you get a little, little bit taste. at the end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you really got a feel for the movie. My favorite line there is fake. Goes, Holy fuck knuckles. I'm high as a kite here. Um, <laughs> he's like, I'm going to whack off and he cleans his brush. <laughs> Feels so good. And I also heard the movie may actually be called the untitled Deadpool sequel, which uh, I fucking love that. I really hope that's the title of the movie. That's great. Yeah. The only thing I would say is I saw they, they showed a shot of cable again. Yeah. Oh, I'm yeah. I'm not impressed. Wait, was it was it one of the actual stills from the movie? I don't remember. Mm. I, I just remember looking at it. And I, I thought the same thing when I saw the picture of cable. I was like, that doesn't. That's that's a half-assed version of cable. I love the end on the Norman Rockwell bastardized he needs shoulder pads. Yeah, you yeah. need big giant Pouches. fucking shoulder pads up to his ears, where he can't. If he turns his head, he can't see who's next to him. I want bulging muscles in places that muscles shouldn't be. <laughs> yes, lots of pouches. I want Layfield muscles. Yes, yeah. he should have so many abs that you're like, that doesn't seem to look right. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and tiny feet, and tiny tiny feet that are always behind rocks and smoke. Yes, abstracted. I love the bastardization of the Norman Rockwell Thanksgiving painting in it. Uh, good stuff. Uh, when is this coming out? I think it's coming out next year. Uh, but yeah, what just what a clever fucking trailer. Love it. Uh, last thing in the Fox universe, uh, James Franco set to star in a multiple man movie. This is weird. I don't know what that is. Multiple man, Jamie Madrox. You know, they. Oh, the uh, X-Men guy. Yes. They've made oh. this movie already. It's called Multiplicity. Oh, shit. With Michael Keaton. You might have seen it. Uh, basically. And he was in uh, X-Men The Last Stand. Yeah. He was. Yeah. There was a little shot. And uh, Jamie Madrox. This seems like a very odd choice. This is very. That's a lot of Franco's. Uh, the late Len Weinstein actually came up with multiple man. And he was a bad guy first and then became a good guy. Um, but do you, the, I mean, would this be like a, another weird comedy, like a weird, dark comedy? I mean, it might be a funny movie or something, yeah. but yeah, it's not like really like the best use of this, uh, character. You don't like James Franco. It's like, uh, I like, like, I like, listen, I'm really excited for the disaster artist that, uh, should be coming out wide. It's been in like movie festivals. It's, do you know what this is? Anthony, it's the movie that he made about Tommy Wiseau yeah. making the room. Oh, I know. Have you seen the trailer? It's hilarious. Oh, yeah, it's great. He nails it. It's like perfect. I just, I just know that Frank, I feel like Franco on the internet is like very polarizing guy. He's People smart. either really like him or re- like as an actor. Yeah. I, I I mean, they always, he always plays the same stoner part. Yeah, I like James Franco. I like the, he's very smart. He's smarter than people give him credit for. Uh, but as for, do we need a multiple man movie? Uh, sure. Why not? I mean, you could make a movie with this concept and not be multiple man. It's called Multiplicity. Yeah. <laughs> they already we, made it. We've established it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, moving on to Sony Marvel News. Uh, now they're, well, you know, the, the Venom movies kind of come out next year. Now reports that a Morbius, the living vampire, Spider-Man spinoff in the works. I gotta, I'm going to leave this to you guys. Wow. You're a Spider-Man guy. Uh, so, Rugs, what do you think of this? 
Everybody loves vampires. I'm hoping that they can make vampires and werewolves cool again and undo all the damage Twilight has done. Won't happen. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> for anybody who doesn't know, this is the deal with Morbius. He is, he's a Spider-Man character. He first appeared in Amazing Spider-Man 101, part of the storyline where Peter had four extra arms and he had like eight arms like a spider. It was, it was really silly. But this is a vampire that is not made by like magic. It's made by science. Like the guy was a scientist and he tested it on himself. And he turned it into Morbius the Living Vampire, created by Roy Thomas Gil Kane. His name is Dr. Michael, Michael Morbius, scientist who suffered from a rare blood disease, attempted to cure himself to disastrous results. So I think that's interesting. It's a vampire. It's not like your normal vampire. No, he's got an interesting uh, origin story. And he's been like, um, he's had his own comics. Yes. Um, he was involved with Werewolf by Night and Blade. He's a good horror character. And Moon Knight yeah. and all those yep, guys. Yep, yep. So, I don't know. Let's see what happens. I mean, it makes more sense than multiple man. <laughs> I'll tell I you mean, that. If Venom does well, they could really have fun with this. I mean, what has there been a multiple man comic even? No, I don't think Jamie. That's a good point. Jamie Madrox has never had his own title. Like, what are they going to draw from here? Ooh, I don't know. That is, that, I feel it's going to be like kind of like a satire something. Uh, so, more Spider. Look, I love Spider-Man stuff. Even if Spider-Man's not going to be fucking in the movie. Uh, maybe it's R-rated. Maybe he's in the movie. Moving on, uh, last bit of news, Star Wars. Star Wars. Star Wars news. We got The Last Jedi coming out uh, December 15th. They must really love Ryan Johnson because, first of all, they clearly didn't love Lord Miller. <laughs> they had problems with the well, Gareth Edwards. Yeah. Uh, they love the Ron Howard. Ryan Johnson, who's directing The Last Jedi, is now uh, going to direct a new Skywalker-less trilogy does that mean episodes, what? Yes. 10, 12, 11, 12? I think that means 12? episodes 10, 11, 12. He's been hired hmm. to write and direct the new trilogy of Star Wars movies, which are separate from the Skywalker saga, which I, I'm glad they're moving away from the Skywalker saga. To be honest, I'm kind of done with the fucking Luke Skywalker. I just wrap up this whole thing and show me something new. But they uh, they love him. And not only that, bigger announcement, they've all, we've also learned that uh, Disney will be creating a new Star Wars live action series, one based on Monsters, Inc., high school musical TV, and a Marvel series for its streaming service launching 2019. And I tell you what, I have a feeling I may, I'm going to end up paying for this fucking Disney service. I think <laughs> I will. If they're, because. Let me know how it is. Listen, uh, The Punisher may be the last Marvel Netflix show we get to review. Good. <laughs> I don't think we're going to get any more. Because they suck now. Because they've kind of fallen off quality wise, yes. And uh, but if they if all the new shit is on the streaming service, I may have to fucking buy it, pay for this. But uh, it's all exciting news for St Star Wars fans. Lo uh, Last Jedi is the longest Star Wars film. It's two and a half hours long, one hundred and fifty minutes. They still have to make one more, don't and, they? And then there's Episode Nine. Who they don't like the Colin Trevorrow, and they bring him back the J.J. Abrams for uh, the last one. So two and a half hours is a nice meaty Star Wars movie. It's also Star Wars. It's a lot of Star Wars. It's also tracking for a two hundred million dollar opening. Oh shit! Ah, uh, weekend already. So Star Wars is going to be again the one that's just going to blow everything out of the water. Remember when Force Awakens came out? And you're like, how much fucking money can this movie make? This is uh, Force Awakens made two forty eight opening. Oh, that's the opening weekend. Jesus yeah. fuck. Rogue One was a 155. Justice League was a 93. 
Um, yeah, two forty eight, <laughs> which is like a decent total run for a movie. Yeah, <laughs> it crazy. just made it in the first fucking three days. Yeah. Uh, and then finally, if you want to watch more movies, uh, you may have heard of this thing called Movie Pass subscription that, service. Right? Yeah, well, they're lowering their price from nine ninety five to six ninety five. Although there is a catch, you have to sign up for a year to get the six ninety five uh, price, which I don't think that's really that bad. Yeah, like I guess. seventy bucks it's, or something. It's, yeah. It all comes down to how many theaters are actually doing. Correct. That, right? And I, I mean, I like this idea. I don't know why I haven't uh, paid for this. I don't know which theaters would accept this. Is probably why I haven't yeah. uh, jumped on the bandwagon. Interesting. I don't know how many uh, theaters are fully supporting this, but if you want to, uh, you you want the movie pass uh, six ninety five. Okay, guys, that's it for the news section. We're going to take a quick break and come back with our Game of Thrones first time watch watch through continuation. We're talking season six. And I got a bunch of emails from the listeners. We'll be right back. After these messages, we'll be right back. I'm Jason. I'm Jeff. And I'm Blake from the History of Bad Ideas. And we'll get back to your regularly scheduled program here in just a second, Geek listeners. But we do a weekly podcast called The History of Bad Ideas. Yeah, where we'll discuss things like television or movies or music or games or any other thing that falls into our geek-related podcast knowledge. You can find us on uh, Geek Life Radio Fridays, 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 a.m. Central. Or Radio-Blitz, Saturday, 9 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Central. Or you can listen to us whenever the hell you want on iTunes and Stitcher. Check us out. Roger says goodbye. Goodbye. It's not just any day. It's Mr. Throwback Thursday. Hey, this is Jamie. And this is Bill, and we are the Mr. Throwback Thursday podcast. Do you remember when the wheels were steel and the beats were real? We do, and we talk about it every Thursday. You can check out Woo News, One and Done, Record of the Week, and a whole lot more. That's Mr. Throwback Thursday, keeping it classic on iTunes, Stitcher, and at HighVoltageRadio.com. And always remember, new school stale, old school fresh. Do you like video games? Do you like comics? Do you like movies? I'm Ellie. I'm Zinger, and we're the host of Zing This Podcast. We discuss nerdy topics every week on our podcast. What are some of the best ways to find our podcast, Ellie? You can search us on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. And don't forget, that's Z-E-N-G. This we hope to see you guys there. Every week, we have new nerdy topics. Yay! Doc, and nerd. Hey, listener, if you're a first-time listener, or if you're listening to the show for the 196th time, uh, we thank you, man. Thanks for listening. If you want to support the show, visit our fan club, jogginger.com slash Patreon, and you get more show. Oh, shit. For a low, as low as a dollar a month, you will get access to an exclusive podcast feed where we have bonus content, exclusive content, whole episodes, instant reactions, post shows. It's more show. If you love the show, you want more, it's very easy. Just visit jogginger.com slash Patreon. Sign up today. Jogginger. Okay, we are, uh, we've kind of taken a break from our Game of Thrones first time watch through. Anthony, you want to explain to maybe the, the new listener 
Uh, what what, what, games of, what Game of Thrones? Yes, is? what we're doing here <laughs> and how we got here. Oh man, a long time ago now. Maybe as in like two or three months ago. Yeah, I decided I would start Game of Thrones, and Imran was like, "Okay, I'll start too." And yep. <laughs> now we're at the point where I've watched every episode up until I mean, not any of the new stuff. All seven seasons. But yeah. Imran has been slower to catch up, and we've been reviewing seasons of game of thrones and now we're up to season six we are up because we've had a little bit of a delay due to the movies lots of movies and uh tv shows so uh this has been great red boy has seen was watching game of thrones long before us the whole time tried to get us to watch and we we for some reason we resisted because no one listens to me uh so here's the thing we've had listeners who started watching when we started reviewing and they've blown through it so people are enjoying this i appreciate you guys writing in and i've been having fun at this point it's been like tantric sex a little bit with the last season because I I don't want to watch season seven until I review season six and uh, this was a while ago that I watched it and then I just like bring up the like DVR the tantric sex yeah because reference. I bring That's up season says seven and then I go to the first episode and then I just sit there I don't and press then you pre come and you're like and I'm like I don't press it I'm like oh okay okay I, I don't have to watch it yet <laughs> it's totally <laughs> I'm totally like sting with Game of Thrones but I will be glad to get this down so I can watch the last awesome season and let me just say. See, first of all, spoilers. Strap yourselves in, you fucks. Spoiler time. Because this is from 2016. It's, uh, the you know, the second to most recent season. And wow, what a season. The show just gets better and better. This so far, I think, may have been my favorite season so far for a number of reasons. But let, let's put this into context. Uh, at the end, what, what I've been doing is I'll tell you the last thing I saw. So at the end of season five, this is how amazing season six is. At the end of season five, Jon Snow is dead. Arya Stark is blind. Cersei has walked the walk of shame and is at her lowest. And Daenerys is kidnapped by Dothraki and held hostage, right? By the end of season six, Jon Snow not only is alive, he is the king of the north. Arya can see and is a more of a badass. Cersei is on the fucking Iron Throne and Daenerys, the last thing you see. Daenerys with her fleet, with Tyrion, with uh, the Greyjoys, with Varys, uh, and also a thousand ships with the Dothraki Screamers on horses, the Unsullied, Ironborn Reavers, the Spears of Dorne, the Army of the Reach, and various other factions, and three dragons are on boats heading towards Westeros, Holy shit. Oh, shit. That's a that's a hell of an ending. This what a six. crazy fucking Talk about, season. like, character arcs. Yes. Yeah. The, I mean, uh, and lots of death. We will get into it. This season pretty much eliminated anyone that would have any kind of conflict or, or wanting the throne, and it's broken down these power factions to just a few people all heading to the same fucking thing. Wow. Wow. Now, this is the season, guys, that they didn't have any more books for, right? Yeah, the books, they started running out of uh, book stuff. So it's interesting. You, I noticed things that they've never done before that they did this season. For example, the season starts right where the last season ended. They've never done that. There's always like a time jump and you got to catch up to what everybody's doing. This one, John So starts with John So still on the snow, stabbed, bleeding out. So wait, did you think when John Snow was killed that John Snow was done for? No, I had no, you a knew, feeling. You had known? I was okay. like, I mean, I'm, I, you know, despite the uh, auxiliary spoilers, maybe, but this guy, he, I knew, you had a feeling that he was gonna, that he's so important 
to this. You knew story. he would come back when you saw Rugs. Rugs. How did you absolutely know? because they Why? established that they can resurrect people already? Yes. And that's what oh, happens. Yeah. Yeah. With, uh, Beric. yeah. Beric. Well, yeah. And Beric Dundurian. Oh, yeah. He died something. a bunch of times after. And I was like, this death is not. You can't kill off this guy because there's no other guy. Right. He's the prince. Yeah. He's the prince that was promised. So. She calls him afterwards, I guess. Not before. But. Yeah. Well, yeah. He was also. I mean, I don't know. I, I, did, I knew he was coming back, too, just because I've seen ads with him in it. But you, if you didn't read the books, I was like, right. yeah, maybe. Yeah. Could be dead. But if you read the books, you wouldn't know either because the book ended with him dead. Did it really? It, I don't remember. I thought either he was going to come back as a White Walker yeah. or they were, or Melisandre was going to resurrect. Yeah. And it is the latter. She, uh, They all convince her to bring him back to life. The other thing they never did in one episode, they had a cold open to an episode where there was a story before the credits. And it really confused me for a second. I was like, what? Is this the same fucking show? What am I watching? Like, they never did that before. So they're, they're doing more like TV-ish things. You know, a lot of time stopping. And then it comes back right to where they are uh, when after going through different scenes. So, I don't know. Interesting. No book. Let's talk about Cersei's uh, for real quick. What happened to her? Oh, yeah. Cersei, like we said, at the end got shamed. And uh, there still needed to be a trial. And she wanted it to be trial by combat because she's got the mountain. The zombie mountain. Uh, and they're about to send uh, Marjorie Tyrell down the walk of shame. And Oleana Tyrell is like, oh, hell no. That shit ain't happening. She gets uh, Jamie to bring an army to kind of stop them. But it turns out that wasn't necessary because Tommen is a little bitch and turns and he's totally like the High Sparrow's little bitch now. Uh, well, the, the, the crown and the, the faith the crown and the are faith now one. To, to bring peace. The crown and the faith are now on. And not only that, he bans trial by combat. Oh, shit. In the case of his own mother. I'm in such a little he's bitch. such a little prick. And I was like, what are you doing? So now he wants that ass. Yeah. What? The Marjorie yeah. Tyrell you got a taste of that Marjorie Tyrell. He's like, ass. I'll do whatever to get her out of prison uh, and have the High Sparrow release her. So what happens? Of course, the trial day comes around. This is fucking so great. Everyone's there. Except for Cersei. <laughs> and nobody notices this. Except for Marjorie. And she's looking around and she's like, hey, wait a minute. Where's fucking Cersei? What? And she's like, and High Sparrow's like, ah, it's fine. She'll, we'll get her. She'll show up. And Marjorie's like, no, you don't understand. This is her trial. If she's not here, some shit is going down. And what is that shit? Cersei uses the fucking batch of drag. What is it? Dragon? Wildfire? Dragonfire? Wildfire. Wildfire. Barrels and barrels of wildfire underneath the sept of Baylor. And she fucking kills everyone. She kills all the Tyrells, all the 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 sparrows and the high sparrow. Uh, all her enemies all, all at once. In one fell swoop, she's watching at this big green explosion. I was like, holy shit, she don't fuck around at all. But this does cause Tommen to then jump out of the window. <laughs> because, because he's like, uh, well, I got nothing. I'm out. What the fuck? So there's never going to be another hot chick. Yes, on, but that also results in Cersei now childless taking the fucking Iron Throne because there's nobody left and yeah. it's just her. So what a sacrifice to get to the throne. What do you think she wanted more? Do you think she would have she would have sacrificed her kids for the throne or it just no, ended up that way? It's always, at least the way I interpret it, she's always loved her kids more than anything. More than anything, so yes. I don't, I don't think she wanted Tommen to kill himself. I think she just wanted control of Tommen yeah. back. I mean, but the, then Tommen's yep. just been, was 
babied so much that he just couldn't handle it. He was it. controlled by Marjorie, and then he was controlled by the High Sparrow. Right. Also, I love in the very beginning where Jamie shows up and you see uh, Cersei there, and as he gets closer, she's smiling, she's happy, she's excited to see her daughter. And as it gets closer, there's no words. You just see it in her face. Like she notices the fucking coffin. She's so good. Fucking Lena Hetty. Lena Hetty, right? Yeah. Her she's face, a fucking without bitch. saying a word, it goes from happy to extreme sad and grief. And she realizes what the situation is. Holy shit. That was crazy. Uh, Sam Tarley, Samwell, he takes Gilly to his parents' house, hoping that the kid and the girl could stay there. Turns out his dad's a dick and a wildling racist. <laughs> and uh, he does not want any, anything to do with the wildlings. So in the middle of the night, Sam takes the Valerian sword and they fucking book. And he ultimately ends up by the end at the Citadel, the library in the Citadel where you become a maester. Yeah. He's trying to become a maester for John. That, and that was that where he was like, you find out how these white walkers work. You find, you learn. And he's just, all these books are there. It was pretty cool. Cool moment. But it's important that he has a Valerian sword. It's the only thing that can kill the white walkers. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about Bran. He disappeared for a season. Bran missing for the entire last season. Yes. I thought that was other stuff that could kill the White Walkers. Yes. Dragonglass. Dragonglass. Valerian steel. Yes. Uh, that, wait, what's the, the wildfire also does it? Fire. Oh, just fire. Yeah. So Valerian sword, Valerian steel and dragonglass. And, uh, what we, what do they all have in common? They are all from the North. From Valyria. Oh, from Valyria. Where's where that? Dragons. That's the. Where is Valyria geographically? That's in this world? on Essos. That's the. That's where the. Remember that when they're on the boat and all those. Um, what do you what do you call them? Those people that have the the weird skin. Oh, the, the scale, grayscale people. Grayscale. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that they're in Valyria. Oh, so Valyria was a great city that the Targaryens were from. Oh, it, it, it. Something called the Doom happened, where mm-hmm. like a bunch of volcanoes went off, and now it's, it's basically like Pompano. Kinda. Okay. Okay. That's that kind of allegory. Pompeii. 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 Sorry. So, uh, Stark, he's still training with the uh, all talls and shit. Grew up. He's very tall now because we didn't see him for a whole yeah, season. Yeah, goes from boy to teenage <laughs> boy shit, real quick, he's a huh? big, he's, He goes from the boy to the lead singer of uh, whatever that, the fucking verb. Imagine you're on a show and then you don't return and you're like, while you're going through puberty, you don't return for like two years. And then you're like back on this show and you're like a completely different person. It must have been a weird experience for him. But he's he's training with the, the three-eyed raven, but he gets a little cocky. He goes off on his own. He's not supposed to do the thing on his own. And he runs into the fucking White Walker army and the Night King who touches him. And this gives away their location. <laughs> the Night King is on the way. The three-eyed raven is like, dude, I'm fucked. You have to be the three-eyed raven now. Uh, and uh, the old man uh, does die, and this is where we get ho- the Hodor origin episode. My God. Uh, this episode, probably the greatest single episode I've seen in a long time. I This is another thing that I kind of had spoiled. I knew something, something about hold the door. That's all I knew. I knew that too, yeah. I did not know the specifics, and holy crap, for us to get this deep origin story of Hodor in the episode where he dies, where he's ripped apart by white walkers was so just holy shit. I don't know what to say. It was so deep. It was so good. It was amazing. Yeah, that was, that was very, very well written. Uh, so what the important thing is, this is another amazing thing in the show about like dragons and medieval style duels. They introduced time travel. 
in the form yeah. of Bran's flashbacks. Bran not only could go back in the past, he could affect the fucking past. And in a cr- did you know that he could do that? You knew that he could do that though prior, because remember he at the the tower where his um aunt is, he screams father and and he lo- and he Ned turns, turns looks, around yeah. and doesn't see anything. Yeah. Oh yeah, we got a hint of that. You got a hint that he like he's fucking with time. Uh, so Hodor's real name is Willis, and also what a great way! Like this character, you 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 are endeared to Hodor. He doesn't do much up until this episode, but you just get that he's like the big dumb friendly guy who's uh, protecting the family. It, it also gives new meaning to the phrase "What you talking about, what Willis?" What you talking about, Willis? <laughs> Hodor, what does that mean? Uh, Hodor. So Bran goes back into he he wargs into Hodor. In the, in the but in the past it affects Willis because Mira is telling him to hold the door, and he keeps she keeps repeating hold the door, and Willis keeps repeating hold the door, hold the door until it breaks down. It's just Brand fucked him up. Brand is the reason he's fucked up. What an amazing he, way well, to it's either that or there's a, not the theory, but I saw something online that I kind of like to believe that he knew that his whole life's mission was to hold the door or oh, something. Oh. So he was doing, he was fulfilled in that moment. That was his, he's, and that was his fate. It was his that destiny. Was his fate, yeah. it, and because it, where it's where the loop kind of closes. Right. Is that so he moment knew that at some point holding the door would be important, but geez, I'm not, you know, it didn't occur to me. I was like fucking time travel. They worked in you time notice, travel. He's holding the door and he doesn't leave. Like, he's not like these guys are attacking me. I'm, I'm going to run away because, I'm no, getting hurt. He He's like, it, I'm just going to stay. He holds hold it, it until they rip him apart to buy right. them some time. The ultimate sacrifice. Bran also sees uh, that the children, the children of the forest actually created the White Walkers by plunging dragon glass into men originally to protect them. And that all went fucking bit him in the ass. Yeah. Clearly. Uh, those little fuckers those, <laughs> created the White Walkers. A lot of those guys got killed too by the White Walkers. Just that that one girl lying there, just getting stabbed and eaten. So Mira and Bran are the only ones who make it out into the forest, and the White Walkers are closing in. And at the last minute, we see someone we haven't seen since the first season. It's Benjamin Stark. Oh shit! To the rescue, and he was dead, and he was brought back to life by the children. And he tells them the White Walkers can't cross the wall, can't cross the wall because of ancient magic, and that Brand he goes Brand you are the three eyed Raven now, and Brand uh, this whole time has downloaded everything the history of man is now in Brand Stark and he's the fucking three eyed Raven it's crazy. Uh, most importantly, the last flashback we see is the birth of Jon Snow the very end. Now, this didn't occur to me how big this was until I thought about it later. John's parents, we thought he was a, a Stark, yeah? Yeah. Right. Ned Stark's kid with some uh, some other fucking broad somewhere? Yep. No. John's parents are Ned Stark's sister, Leanna Stark, and Rhaegar Targaryen. Oh, shit. This means he is Daenerys' nephew. But he is a Targaryen Stark, and he's still a bastard, but he has a, a strong claim to the throne, enough to take down the Lannisters. See, that the thing that confused me is I never thought that uh, Daenerys' brother was that old. There was different. It wasn't yeah, the blonde yeah. guy. Was it the blonde guy from the first season who got the... No, yeah. that, that's, that's not Rhaegar. her brother. That's, that's not yeah. Rhaegar. That's Viserys. But yeah, his... She's uh that her brother's like fucking twenty or four, twenty five years she old. She was a mistake, baby. 
That's all. Oh, <laughs> she was, I don't know if she was a mistake, baby. But like she, they're old. He's yeah. he's a lot older. He's a lot older. He's yeah. But uh, I'll just say there's more. There's more on that. that and that, that was revealed at the very end of the season. And I was like, and it didn't even hit me until way later. I was like, holy shit! Wait a minute. It'll get crazier for you. This, but right now, yeah, um, yeah, he's a Targaryen bastard, which from Targaryens live on Dragonstone. So he's actually not a. He's not a snow. He's a stone. He's a stone. His name should be yeah. John Stone and not Snow. Yeah. Wow. I can't wait to see what happens. So John's story, Melisandre brings John back to life. And Melisandre, uh, apparently really old and really uh, sad. Yeah, that's a weird fucking scene, that isn't it? not weird? I was like, when what you, is When this? you see it, when it pans back Boner and he's killing. Yes. Yeah, and you're like, oh my God, it's this old lady. It was she's reverse. Naked. Geek yeah, she takes the yeah. necklace off and she's like hundreds of years old. How old is she? She may be like centuries old we don't know yeah well, she's, yeah it's it's disgusting fuck but he comes back to life and uh john hangs all the guys that stabbed him and even the little kid ollie fucking hangs ollie i was like well well you gotta you gotta make a fucking example like how you that's, not gonna that's hang? a great moment because ollie i mean he he does stab john snow but i mean he feels yeah he, he's in the right in his own mind yes, too because he's yes. like this these fucking wildlings butchered my family yeah, and you what? let them come yeah, across yeah yeah. I joined to kill these guys. Where's, and you're where's my vengeance? Betraying me. Yeah. yeah, where's my vengeance? Where's my justice? So great the uh, complex relationship because uh, he looked up to John but had to stab him and then got hung by him. So then John, John is like, I'm out. My night's watch has ended. And you can argue once a guy dies, your night watches should be over, right? Yeah, uh, <laughs> death is the only way out yes. of the night's watch. He should technically his nights. But before he's on his way out and Sansa shows up, uh, delivered by Podrick and uh, Brienne. And she's trying to get him to fight Ramsey Bolton, who is uh, taking over Winterfell, where she just uh, escaped from. Thanks to Theon Greyjoy. But here's a great moment. Sansa and Jon, as much as these two characters we've, we know, we love, we know they're related, we know how they feel about each other, they had never been on screen together until yeah, this, this, season. this season. This season is the first time you see... Stark family actually get together. And I love when the show does this, when they put characters that have never met and they meet for the first All time. Something new happens. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. What, and what a great dynamic. Like uh, they, they're trying to get help to, to go fight the Ramsey Boltons. Nobody wants to help them until they get to bear Island and the house of Mormont and this fucking 10 year old badass Leanna Mormont. Uh, she, she, another great character. Oh my God. She is so great. She makes, she makes all of them feel like shit and they all uh, rally behind her because she's 10 years old and she's like, I, I yeah. trust John. We have to fight. What's the matter with you bastards? Yeah. Imagine your 10 year old looking at her iPhone, <laughs> telling their fucking <laughs> pledging their bannerman. Plus <laughs> not going to happen. They have Rickon. They have Rickon Stark. They captured him. He, uh, You're talking about uh, the Ramsey. Ramsey Bolton yeah. sends a letter to John, which leads to the amazing battle of the bastards. You know, you, re you realize who captured uh, Rick and Stark? Uh, no. What what happened? It was um, the I believe the Umbers. Oh, the Umbers who uh, the reason they captured Rick and Stark is the Umbers hate the wildlings. Oh, because they're the furthest north. Okay. So John, by letting the wildlings in, he got, he was, basically broke the alliance with mm, the Umbers. So they were like, "Fuck you!" And he's also got this is how well weaved the show is, all the storylines. If you I think you might have noticed, but guess who you know who else was with the Boltons? Uh, the uh, I don't know. 
the car starks. Oh, because uh, Rob cut his head off. Because Rob the cut his head dad's off. head off. They yeah. still haven't forgiven them. They for all that. No, hell no. And they're car starks, which and they're they're actually kind of related to the starks, but they're they're against because they're now. car starks. Weren't there right. car starks in that room when uh, the ten year old rallied everyone? Did they turn? Oh, yeah. When later on, yeah. Yes, yes, there are car Starks and Umbers in the room. I wonder if car Starks are good card sharks. Card sharks, <laughs> car Stark. It sounds like a uh, like a European brand of like peanut butter. Let me jump yeah. in here. Yeah. How cinematic was the Battle of the Holy Bastards? Holy shit! For, yes. Like you saw other battles. Yes. Now you're at this new battle, yes. and you're in like six seasons deep. Yes. Mm. Is it is it just par for the course, no, or is it was, better than the other it, battles that came before? Uh, it? It's it, it's it's very good. It's very it's memorable. Cinematic. It's cinematic. Yeah. It's brutal. It's another example of. Let intimate, me jump in yes. there. That shot when Jon Snow is standing there by himself with a sword, and the, all the horses are charging at him. Yeah. Is, is like a movie. Yes. Yes. And they pan away and it's all the whole, everyone charging out and he's by himself. Oh my God. First of all, the whole Rickon thing where he lets him go and he's fucking shooting arrows at him and missing on purpose. Like, uh, and John's running at him with the horse. Like I was gripping the couch. I could not breathe. I was like, Oh, you fucker. And right before he gets to Rickon fucking arrow through the back. Well, the, the oh. reason why that scene works so well, I read uh, like a, a making of why it was amazing. And, the reason is is because they fuck with your expectations. Yeah. So he has he has three arrows that he shoots at him. Yeah. Usually it's the third arrow that gets the guy. Right. The third arrow misses. Yep. So you're as an as an audience you're like, member, he's you're good. like, he's great. Yeah. Then the fourth arrow <laughs> right? gets him. Yes. So that's fucking with your expectations. <laughs> usually it's, you don't expect uh, it. Yeah, it's usually in threes. Yes. I you know, I thought he was in the clear outstretched hand by John on the horse and yeah. then so then that leads to the whole charge where uh, Davos on one hand, they're like, should we should we shoot arrows into them? And Davos is like, no, you're going to hit some of us. On the other side, Ramsey Bolton is just like, draw, loose, draw. Yeah. He doesn't give a fuck. He's like, no, he doesn't. Give and shit. I believe that was kind of uh, that they used to do that in medieval fights all the time. My only little nitpick is that Jon Snow is in the middle of all these hundreds of arrows coming down. It Not one gets him. <laughs> Not one hits up. Everybody goes down. Horses, people. And I'm like, does he have like luck. good luck powers? Uh, like a good luck bubble? No, but it shows how crazy war was at that time. Yes. Like if you're in the midst of that, that battle, and this is how they kind of fought war back in the day, it's pretty much luck if you're going to live or not. Yep. Yep. You, you got fire basically raining from the sky. People are the ammunition. You know, you're right. just cannon father. And so the whole pincer move that they did with the shields and even they right. had, the, the giants were fighting with Jon Snow and they there was a double U. There was like a double line and then they were like advanced and they would squeeze them. And I was like, they're fucked. There's no way the giants can't even put up. The one giant dies because he gets stabbed so many times. It's so sad. Uh, and then last minute, uh, Sansa uh, like got away and got Littlefinger and the Knights of the Vale show up at the very last minute and pretty much just run right over them in a circle, which is hilarious because they just take him down. But man, John was done. You could see it on his face. They were desperate and they were fucking pincing in on him. Unbelievable. And that scene where wow. he's um, like crawling out of the bodies and he's like yes. reaching for the sky yes. and it's an overhead shot. Yes. It's supposed to be an allegory to when Daenerys is in the, in the middle of freeing all those people and they're like Misa, Misa. And she's reaching up and they're all like trying to grab her. Oh yeah. It's, it's supposed to mimic that scene. So instead it's like desperate desperation. Desperation. One's hopeful. He, he, he uh, crawls himself out of all those fucking bodies 
And Sansa gets the ultimate revenge as she feeds Ramsay to his own hounds. Great. That was fantastic. She walk away smiling. And I was like, fuck yeah, that's right. I love here, it. You got to pause it here, man. Okay. You can't just jump into something else. Yes. Ramsey Bolton, now that you know he's dead. Yes. How, how great of a villain is he of all time? Uh, amazing villain. I'm glad. Of all time. I'm saying in oh. the best villains in, oh, in cinema yeah. or anything. Uh, yeah. I would say he's up there. A guy that made me turn away from the screen because it made me so uncomfortable. Oh, yeah. He was definitely like uh, stomach turning. I wanted to see him die. Um, like, uh, what's his name? Joffrey was a good one. Because mm-hmm. I can't, couldn't wait for him. They fucking yeah. get it. Right. But this guy, he was like on another level of just being a fucking piece of shit. Like, I think he'll live so. up there with like Heath Ledger's and like uh, the guy in Hannibal Lecter, Hard, maybe? Alan, or Hannibal Lecter. Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, I don't know about that because he's in the Inhumans and, and <laughs> well, that does kind <laughs> of undoes ruined his <laughs> career. Yeah, it undoes all of the good. God faith. damn it! Because Inhumans. He, because Ramsey Bolton does not work as Maximus on Inhumans. I'll tell you what. But just the writing on this character and uh, someone you love to hate. Apparently, he's even like even more fucked up in the books. Wow. Wow. He has his dogs rape women and stuff. Well, so, well, I don't know. Who is the big bad now? Maybe I'll answer this question as we get through the rest of this. Who is the Ramsey now? Because they've always kind of had this I mean, one character. Didn't, didn't you talk about uh, Cersei just blowing okay. up half the yeah. kingdom? Yeah, yeah. yeah Cersei's still <laughs> Cersei the definitely up there uh, in terms of those actions. Okay. Yeah, but shit, fucking Ramsey, dude. Uh, I, I, like a well-deserved death done by the person that should have done it. Uh, and just a fucking incredible. Did you character. want her to kill him or did you want Theon to kill well, him? Well, I, I originally I would have liked if Theon killed him, but she also deserves to kill him. And she's a little bit of a bigger character. So uh, speaking of uh, Theon, uh, he heads back to the uh, Ironborn Islands to find out that uh, Euron has killed his father, his uncle Euron Greyjoy. Yara wants to step up to be in charge and everyone is, is good with it for the most part until fucking uncle Euron shows up and uh, takes the crown. He becomes King by just not dying. I thought it was interesting how they, how they baptize him. <laughs> like they hold, yeah, him, it's real fucked up. They hold him in the water and then until he like passes out and then pulled out and Hey, if you don't die, you get to be King bonus. Hey, it's <laughs> what is, what is dead may never die. That's right. He is the undead. And he he finally comes back to life, chokes out the water, and they crown him. Meantime, Theon and Yara steal all of their fleet and head to Marine to uh, hook up with Daenerys and join her thing. And Euron's like, let's go kill them all now. He's pissed. So he is in chase. But uh, Yara and Greyjoy are with Daenerys and sailing across the sea. Speaking of Daenerys, kidnapped by the Dothraki, they find out that she was a, a widow and... And they're like, uh, you should have been uh, with us this whole time. We're going to have to hold a trial. What does she do? She invites all the calls to one room. And she doesn't need any dragons for this one. <laughs> it's amazing. She goes, you guys are not fit to lead the Dothraki. I am. And they start laughing at her. At which point she knocks over all the fire pyres, burns the whole fucking tent full of calls down. Comes out naked to uh, the all all the Dothraki now kneeling to her and calling her God. Oh shit! Wow, what a great uh, fucking turn there! 
Yeah, she, I mean, she gets naked again. How, how can you? How can you not like that? That's a nice treat. That's a nice yeah. treat, and I'm glad she came out <laughs> naked because every time she burns, I was like, she better walk out naked because those clothes, and she does. And I was like, if I was there, I would be like, yes, you are my goddess. Also, I will follow you. You just killed all the calls. Uh, whatever you want, I'm here. Uh, un- unbelievable. And then she she's ma- the unburnt. She is the unburnt. That was fucking great. And then she makes it back in time to Marine just as the slaver, the masters are attacking. Uh, because uh, Tyrion and Varys, uh, they tried to give a deal with the slave masters. We're like, we'll give you seven years to end your slave trade. Here's some, here's some women. Here's some booze. Uh, everything cool? Apparently not. Because they were funding the Sons of the Harpy and causing all this chaos. And then they start attacking uh, Marine from their boats. And uh, the dragons promptly burn all the boats and uh, nip that shit in a bud, which was pretty badass. Yeah, that was a great episode because I was on Battle of Bastards. So you had the the dragons oh, that was the and the same ships. Episode. Yeah, yeah. So you yeah. had like kind of an aerial uh, sea battle yeah. real quick, and then an actual land cinematic battle. CGI getting better uh, on the dragons, absolutely. Uh, Jorah Mormont. Dragons are looking real good. Yeah, the dragons point. look good. I like when she rides the the dragons. Jorah Mormont, his grayscale has gotten pretty bad. He has not been applying the steroid cream that he should be. On his grayscale because it's spreading and he yeah it's dragon herpes it's dra- his dragon herpes are getting bad and he's he leaves you know he doesn't want he doesn't want her to see him die but she's like no you go and you find a cure because just to make it feel better for her uh that's her that is she's the queen and that is his mission that, that's her that's her request she also re- leaves Tahario Naharis behind with the uh what's his army called the uh what is they call uh, second sons second sons uh she kind of breaks up with him and she's like i need you to watch marine because this shit could probably uh blow up again and Varys also brokered a deal between Alaria and Oleana Tyrell and uh Tyrion uh becomes hand of the queen Daenerys makes him hand of the queen which i thought was was really nice they have a nice moment there yeah, that was that was nice that yeah. he's back to being a hand yeah uh let's talk about uh there's one thing that was weird that, that that took me out of the show a little bit and it was that episode where we learned the hound is alive i was very happy i knew it i knew he wasn't dead i knew no body no death but it was the episode that had that cold open and what took me out is ian mcshane ian mcshane if you don't know he's on deadwood he was on uh, american gods uh amazing actor very recognizable though so this whole time, like, I don't know any of these actors. They're, they're just the characters. And Ian McShane, even though he was only in one episode, he gets killed. I was like, that's Ian McShane. And it kind of like, it was weird. Do you guys, does this make any sense? Like, it kind of took me out because for the first time I saw the actor and not the character. Yeah, I can see that. And I, see, I didn't know who he was. So okay. I take and I understand there is a, another pop culture cameo in season seven. That's probably going to also take me out of the show. It's already been kind of spoiled. I won't talk about it right now. But I love the McShane. And uh, that Hound episode was great. He's back in, man. He was like trying he's to live. Back. He was trying to live a peaceful life. And then they just kill everyone. And he's like, God damn it. And he picks up the axe. He's like, I'm going to have to go fucking murder these motherfuckers. I, I, have to be, I have to say I was surprised that the Hound came back. I, I, thought, I, he was, I thought he died. No, I had a feeling. I, I had a feeling. I lo- And I'm glad because I still want to see him in the mountain fucking throw down but then he runs into the uh the Bar- sir barrack of whatever those who are those guys those are the, the, the no banner men brotherhood without banners yes they don't have banners and they end up uh hanging all the guys anyways uh yeah those were rogue brotherhood the banners. rogue brother and he joins them uh finally aria right aria <laughs> her story is so fucking great 
She starts out blind and homeless on the street, and this fucking blonde girl is just picking on her and hitting her with sticks every day. Uh, this girl's called the Waif, and eventually she trains Arya to fight blind, and uh, very quickly Arya does get her vision back in the beginning of the season, but she has a job. She has got a hit. She's got to kill this actor lady. Arya, uh, she kind of makes friends with the actor lady and doesn't fucking do it. Fucking up huge. At which point the waif jumps out and like there was a chase scene that reminded me of Terminator a little bit. You guys remember this chase scene where she's, yeah. it's like there's like parkour, like Game of Thrones parkour on the stairs. Remind you of Terminator? Yeah, like just the way that the waif was booking like single-minded. She's like running at her like the fucking Terminator oh. and Arya's just leaping and she gets stabbed. Wait, she fucking stabs her in the gut. Arya gets stabbed. That was very surprising. What was a little disappointing is how they ended the scene. She finally gets backed into a room with a candle and she has needle. And uh, right as the waif approaches her, Arya swipes and cuts the candle. It goes black. And then it cuts to a scene in the house of many faces and the fucking girl's face is on the wall. Oh, so we are to believe that this stabbed hurt Arya fucking killed this girl and cut her face off and brought it back to, uh, uh, what's the guy's name? The faceless man name? Faceless man, yeah. Uh, uh, Jockey and Hagar. Jockey Hagar, who tells her, okay, you, you, you've done it. You are the faceless man. And she's like, nah, bro. I'm Arya Stark, bitch, and drops the mic <laughs> and walks out. I have to admit, that was a bit disappointing Right, that we didn't get to see them fight. Well, I was waiting for the showdown, and how did she, well, the, the girl patched her up, the uh, the actor lady, but then she yeah. dies anyways. Uh, but then Arya does the most delicious revenge you could ever imagine. She's like, I'm going back to Westeros, I'm going back to Winterfell. She shows up at the phrase, and Walter Frey is there, and everybody's gone. He's like, where's everybody? Where are my sons at? And there's one girl who's a servant. He's like, bring me my food and it's a pie. Turns out this is Arya Stark in disguise. She has killed the Frey sons and cooked them in the pie and fed it to Walter Frey. Oh, shit. <laughs> right before killing him with that awesome line, she goes, I'm Arya Stark. And I want my smiling face to be the last thing you see as you die and fucking kills Walter Frey. Wow, she's a fucking badass assassin. I got to say the... um. Prior to that, I lo- I, I watched rewatched a ton of Walder Frey stuff because he is he is fucking hilarious. Despicable, yes, he's a despicable man. Yeah. He's hilarious. Yeah, he, the part where he's like, "You're not one of my girls," and he slaps her on the ass, and then he's like, "Too pretty,", Too pretty and then yes. stick and he like sticks his tongue out. He's like, "Ah!" Like as, <laughs> I, I'm like, "Oh my god, this guy is amazing." <laughs> I love Walder. I actually really enjoy Walder Frey's character. <laughs> Walder Frey is just horrendous. I love the phrase because they're just so inept. Yeah, they're kind of like inbred uh, fucking hicks of the, of the Game yeah, of Thrones. Yeah, they're just like the know? hicks of Game of Thrones. Well, he yeah. keeps fucking his daughters. That was it. Does he do that, too? No, he doesn't fuck his daughters. That was the other guy. He just guy. has a shit ton of wives. Yeah, he's just got a lot of young he's girls. He's got a lot of daughters. Yeah. Uh, they're all gross. Yeah, they're all gross looking. Yeah. <laughs> and nobody, he can't get them married to anyone because they just... No, I, oh my, you, you have to rewatch the scene where he is reciting their names. Yes. And he's like, and he's like, there's Walda and Folda, and, and he's like, you're twins. You could have had one or both or either. What do I care? And then he like either forgets one of their names. Oh my God! It's he's. You have to rewatch the best of Walder Frey. Oh, Walder Frey is a piece of work. Uh, so here is everyone who died in this episode. Key deaths in the season. Season six key deaths. Hodor, Ramsey, and Roose Bolton. 
Tommen, Grandmaster Picel. Remember, he got stabbed by the kids. Oh yeah. yeah. Everyone in the Grape Sept for Cersei and Loras's trial, which means the High Sparrow, Queen Marjorie, Sir Loras, Mace Tyrell, Lancel Lannister goes down. Kevin, Kevin Lannister, Kevin Lannister isn't he from Home Alone? Alistair Thord and the mutineers of Castle Black, Walter Frey and his two sons, Rick and Stark, the Blackfish dies because uh, Jamie and Bronn uh, went to go back and they, they did get back River Run with the one death. Tristane and Doran Martell. Uh, the girl kills Doran Martell, the, uh, the, his uh, queen or Arya whatever. Arya San. Yeah. Arya San. Greyjoy killed by Euron. The Waif, the Three Eyed Raven. Actually dies. A bunch of rapey calls. Osha gets her throat slit by Ramsey. That was a yeah. sad one. I liked Osha. Wu Wan, who was the one giant. One. one one, sorry. One yeah. one, who's the giant. And uh, Shaggy Dog and Summer, two less direwolves. How many direwolves are left? So only three? Is, is John still alive? John, mm, I think John and S- S- Sansa's? I don't know. No, I don't know. Sansa's, I think, is dead. Brand, is, is Brand's a... Brands, I think, is dies in the um, when the White Walkers. There may are be in only the the one dire wolf left. Yeah. I think there's only one or two. It's the White Wolf. The White Wolf. Yeah, I think it's only one. I think there's only one left. That said, the dire wolves are great. So I like the dire wolves. that's season six, man. Fucking unbelievable. Like I really, I really enjoyed this season. It had amazing, a lot of great, like just standalone episodes, and uh, the pacing. It was a little different because they didn't have the book, but it pays off. I, I really, I really enjoyed. It. I didn't expect all these deaths. So now. Now what happens? You got Cersei on the throne. You got Daenerys heading for the throne. You got Jon Snow also wants the throne. You got Euron. Oh, no, he doesn't want the throne. Oh, no, he doesn't want the throne. He's the king in the north. That's right. He doesn't know that he actually... They're declaring declaring their independence. Okay, so they just want to stay up there, but he doesn't know that he actually is Targaryen Stark. And then you got Euron Greyjoy, who thinks he uh, should be on the throne. That guy seems to be the wild card. Yeah, he's a wild... Yeah, you got got all the players now lined up for... That's who's left. A season seven. That's who's left. And you, and you got to think about who they each has. So the John Stark has John Stark. John Snow yeah. has the North. Yeah. Has all those plus the Wildlings. Yes. Yes. You got Daenerys who has John Sully, the Dothraki, the, the Dragons, huge the army. Tyrells, the Martells, and the the Greyjoy rebels. Yeah. And you got Cersei who's got the Lannisters and who else and did that's they? It. They see it's, it's they've burned bridges with everyone, haven't they? Yeah. You, you got Euron Greyjoy with the the Greyjoys, and then you got. You still got the whites, the White Walkers, and this whole time, like that's the main threat is these White Walkers are still coming. Winter is 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 here. Is winter here now? Winter is not here yet. Oh, it's still almost here. <laughs> it's still coming. coming. You know the irony. It's just about to come. I winter. loved uh, Jamie Lannister returning, seeing this madness in in King's Landing, and the irony that he he killed the the Mad King precisely because he was going to do the same thing blow up the wildfire underneath kill everyone and he comes back and now his sister is fucking crazy like this like i he's insane i can't i can't wait to see like i mean think about cersei's all she lived for was for her children and now they're gone she's got nothing left to lose man she's she's crazy now she just wants revenge yeah i saw this other article i thought was interesting uh about cersei and Bronn, the actors they've never been in a scene together because they used to date yeah, and it's true. in their contract that they do not want to be in a scene together. 
Oh, there shit. is a scene in season seven where they yes. should be together and that is written so that they aren't together. So is it like funny. one just leaves and then she just enters the uh, opposite side? You'll see. <laughs> That's so ridiculous. You can't work out your shit. You're on the best TV show ever made and you can't fucking just make us easy for us a little bit. The writers got to be like, you fucking well, bastards. As someone that's watched every season now, I, I'm curious what, what you think is going to happen in season seven. Well, there's, I mean, it's clearly it's coming to an end point. Uh, you know, all the everyone's kind of coming towards the middle. Uh, you know, the threat of the White Walkers is still huge. They're coming. They can't cross the wall, though. So what does that mean? Is it really a threat? Do they have to get rid of that magic on the wall? And uh, I feel I want John and Daenerys to meet. You want them to meet? Yes, because they're now you have Targaryen, Stark, Targaryen. That is a power couple. Like power they couple. should be a couple. Isn't don't, didn't you just establish that that's his aunt? That, well, it's his. Uh, well, it's a good point. It's his cousin. No, they're cousins. They're first. They're, they're cousins. They're first cousins. Whatever. I mean, strategically, they should be a couple. I I, I don't know. I imagine Cersei's fleet is going to land on 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 the east. Whether they meet any resistance is. What do you mean? She is his aunt. She's yeah, his she's cousin. His aunt. No, he's his, that's his aunt. It's, if if Rhaegar, Rhaegar is, is her older brother, is his father. Yeah, that that means she's his aunt. Oh, it's her nephew. My it's bad. Her nephew. It's her me- yeah. nephew. That's weird. Yeah. <laughs> you you want them to hook up. Uh strategically and for peace. <laughs> that uh romantically. You want them not romantic. Although okay. we've seen brother sister but fucking. That, that really shouldn't be any different. I mean So basically it's kind of funny that like, okay, the reason why everybody hates the Lannisters is because the brother and sister fuck. Right. So it's fine if you then people are gonna be cheering for <laughs> Daenerys and and John Snow to fuck yeah, who are also right, related. That first cousins should be absolutely well, it okay. It makes you a hypocrite. <laughs> <laughs> it's inter- it's it's interesting where this show is. I'm just observing what you're saying. Mm-hmm. It's interesting that this show has now made you like Rugway point out. You hated the Lannisters, yeah. but now you're you're rooting for another a different level of incest yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a more acceptable yeah. level. look you've already broken down the one because they don't know that they're related they don't so know. i guess that counts for something it's like a luke and leia thing in star wars you can't blame them they didn't know so brand is the only one who knows this he's at some uh, point he's got to tell them yeah he could know it yeah i mean he, he, he you'll, saw, you'll see how it plays he, okay because he saw the birth basically he saw the birth he was there for the birth he saw the birth but they I know I pointed this out to you off the air, but you you don't hear what he says to her. Oh, he whispers what, what, or what yes. Liana says to. Oh, uh, I forgot about that. That'll be important. Plus, I don't believe the dad was in the room, right? It was just no Rhaegar. Yeah, wasn't there. so Rhaegar Rhaegar was dead. Oh, okay, right, 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 right. So, okay, okay. Because uh, what's his name? Robert Baratheon killed him with his warhammer. Right. Ooh. Yeah. Warhammer. So. Rhaegar had that guy with the the swords that like the best swordsman in all the, the of Westeros right, defending that. Right. Yeah. Mm. I just think it's amazing that you have Anthony just fully immersed yeah, he's always. In, this, <laughs> in, in, in this fantasy world, which he would never be interested in. But yeah. Anthony is interested. I know you're a big history buff. And th- yeah. this is exactly what I know we it's like fake about history, history, but I really but, like but it. But this is what we like about history is he's just fan fiction like, history. Would you say like that that's an amazing thing in and of itself yeah. that Anthony is a guy who does not like this type of shit, but now he's like he's cocked deep in it. Oh, yeah. real deep. I so deep that I have a sweater on the way for an ugly sweater party that says let it snow with Jon Snow's fucking yeah. face on it. <laughs> <laughs> wow, we've I mean we've been converted. 
I can't wait to people. That's funny you point that out. People are like. You? You are balls you... deep in Game of Thrones, and it took you like two months for that to happen. I just, I can't picture, like, imagine Anthony, like, at a club, and he's, like, hitting on a girl, and then he just breaks out, like, a deep Game of Thrones analysis, and then just the because record there's stops. Nothing, there's really nothing like this show. No, there's nothing. And if there was, I, somebody tell me that there's something like no. this, that just, that's just as, uh, just all-encompassing as this show. The only thing I can think of, which is why I might really like it besides history is, is comics because yeah. comics has that history yep, yep. you can look back and be like wow that happened to this character yep, in this moment yep. although comics doesn't kill people like, <laughs> like this does yeah nobody <laughs> dies in comics no everyone dies in game of thrones and i honestly thought that the fact that there was no more books was gonna hurt the show i don't think it did i don't know if people uh don't like the sixth season well, because of that if you were george rr R. martin yeah to write a book the way he writes it with the amount of detail that he writes it, it would take him forever. But for him to just sit there and tell the people, yep. okay, this, this is what, what happens. Happens. Yep. yep, And then they figure it out. Yeah. That, that, that takes no time at all. Well, one of the, po- one of the uh, after show, like behind the scenes episodes, they were talking about uh, the producer was sitting in a hotel room with George and George was just telling him the story of the Hodor episode and just George telling him they were floored. They were like, Oh my God. That's amazing. So uh, he's given them all the notes. This is what he does want. And then they just, uh, they play with the the timing, the pacing of it and the timeline of it a little bit. They, but they've, I, I don't, I mean, I haven't read the books, but they've deviated a lot though. Okay. Books yeah, yeah. This point. yeah. We've talked about how like they didn't burn Shireen in the books. Uh, that's Davos finds out this season. That, that was pretty awesome. So Melisandre is now, they kicked her to the curb because uh, he told John uh, she burned the, he burned the kid. In, in she burned a little kid. She burned a little kid alive. And so she's headed south on a horse. Who knows? So she's another wild card. Who knows what fucking trouble she gets into? She's going to be pissed. She wants power. She wants to be by the throne. Whoever has the throne. But yeah. she knows John is the, the, the prince that was promised. Yeah, she thinks that John is. You have to remember, though, she thought uh, Stannis yes, was. Yes, and I love that. Like, they called her out. They're like, you thought he, first you thought Renly was, then you thought Stannis was. Now you think he is. What's the what's up with you? And You don't know shit. You don't know shit. She was like, I was She's wrong. She's like, Jon Snow. She don't know shit. She's like, Jon Snow, you know nothing. I can't wait. We'll get to, uh, I'll do season seven, and uh, we'll review that in a week or two. I can't wait to finish. I can't wait to oh, finish. Oh, season, season seven is... In my opinion, just complete fan service, and I, I fucking loved it. So, so I do, did. Some people not like it because it was fan servicey. Uh, there was some criticism. I mean, you'll see for yourself. Yeah. There was some criticism. It's only seven episodes, so yeah. but they're longer um, episodes, right? There are some of them are longer. Okay. It, the uh, things that would have taken longer to happen, yeah, what happened within in a whole episode? Like it's it's. Oh. The travel is a lot quicker. Oh, interesting. Yeah. I mean, things happen okay. very quickly in this. That's in this definitely a difference in pacing from the book. Because they're going to close it out with one more scene. Yeah. So, yeah. I they're, mean, they're building towards the end. So which they're, is great. they're on that, that train yeah. going downhill. Yeah. Now. And I get, you start to get that. Because uh, just to finally see Daenerys from where we saw her first season, yeah, to see her crazy, right? on a boat with a fleet, with an army, with all these people looking badass and in charge, I was like, wow, she fucking yeah, did it. The first time you meet her, she, her brother's ripping her clothes yes. off and selling her. And smacking her around. She's just a common yeah. slave girl. 
She's just some innocent uh, chick that doesn't so know. I got to finish Punisher first, and then I will finish Game of Thrones season seven, and then we will have over a year to just fucking now, hold what do you our think dick. When Game of Thrones is over, is there going to be a real successor to this? There's a Watchmen show that's supposed to be coming out for HBO. There's also they're planning like five Game of Thrones pre prequels. What from yeah. what? So they might need another Game of Thrones to. I'll leave that to their you guys. You guys have watched Westworld, isn't that the next thing? Uh, I it's it's uh, there's only been one season. I like it. It is kind of like Game well, of Thrones. It's, dif- it's a dip. It's a different thing altogether. But not fantasy, more sci-fi. Um, you know. See, Westworld seems like uh they had no idea like how long the show was gonna go yes. on for. Yes. So they just kind of closed like a little a little loop and then opened up like a, a door to more shit. Yeah. So basically, they closed the main story off to a degree, and solved whatever needed to be solved to a certain degree and now there's more questions mm. that need to be answered and there's actually more possibilities game of thrones was a bunch of books that was already written that's the thing that right. this has that you know, none it's of diff- these other that's a whole have. different idea yes. so yes like like the only thing the worst thing that could happen to game of thrones is that nobody watched it and then they just never got to the story right um and then they, they would do that because they've done that before like they had a camelot show oh yeah it was like a King Arthur show that went up at the same time as Game of Thrones, That's and then, right. and they just stopped it that one because <laughs> that one didn't, they didn't wrap shit up. Yeah. They just like okay, yeah. it's not on anymore. Yeah, <laughs> but so, I mean, um, for the fact that Game of Thrones has this solid underlying story structure and relationships and mythology that's already been worked out, like I don't know what else is out there that the you can adapt. Comparison, although it's gone to complete shit, would be Walking Dead. But uh, Rugs, I think you said it before. Also, I think Dune would be a thing like this. Dune could be it's a great a show. Ass book. They're, they're going to do a Watchmen show, I think. Walking Dead mm-hmm. is, you're right, also, Anthony. Yeah, Watchmen show, but what What do you do? Like, you have the book, the 12 issues. Do you just do that again? Is it before? Is it afterwards? Like, I don't know what they would do. I mean, I don't know. I don't think it's a necessary stre- thing to even make yeah, it. Yeah, how do you stretch out that book in the like, seasons of television? Because this is the thing. Like, Dune is this book that's very hard to read. Yeah. So not a lot of people read similar this to Game of Thrones from what I hear. Okay. Yeah. Um, they tried to make a movie out of it and they failed. Right. I mean, they tried, they made a, a movie, but it was and they've never really successfully done it to the degree. Like there was a mini series that was good, but it was so low budget. They've never actually done service to do it was that David Lynch movie too, right? Yeah. yeah. That was what I'm saying that yeah. they, they tried it with Sting and David Lynch and, and it was a, it was more of a David Lynch thing than Dune. Like he took over that project so much and made it his own that it wasn't doing anymore. HBO is going to need something when this ends. That's for sure. All right, let's close out the show. I got a bunch of emails from our awesome listeners to share. This first one comes from Wes Cranford, the yank from down under. He writes, so I obviously listened to your podcast today. I think we are all on the same page about Justice League. Thing is, it's been fucked from the start, so what I take away from it is that they have realized the tone of these movies. Finally, Superman is what he's supposed to be. Batman is dark but sardonic wit, just like the cartoons. It's totally unfair to compare to Avengers because that movie was new and a trendsetter. Even later, Avengers movies didn't do what the first one did. And yes, they're all the same. So are the comics, really. I mean, not much you could do with the standard comic medium. I would like to see the Justice League story Tower of Babel. That would rock. I would also like any storyline with alternate worlds. My favorite is Crisis on Two Earths or Star Trek, where Kirk is evil. Love that shit. There's a lot they can do once they get the characters right. Tell Ruggs, had I been anywhere but work, I would have had a drink with him. Oh, and I went to see Socceroos. Lamest name ever. Beat some team that knocked out USA in the World Cup. Have Anthony look up. 
Harry, he sends a link to a YouTube video to see what I do for my jock world. Watch what the girls have to get to just to start race. Fucking nuts. Yank from down under and a day ahead. I did. I did watch his video and. It looks cool. Dude, it's pretty <laughs> crazy. It's the uh, 2012 World Championship of Outrigger Canoe Paddling. Six-person canoe. Uh, but in the beginning, like these, the girl race, they can't even make it to the start line. They have to get past these giant waves yeah. in Hawaii. I, I, was, I was watching that. I'm like, yeah, there's no chance I would be able to last. Doing Holy that. shit. They couldn't even get out to the start line. And then they, they fly once they get going. It's like crew and the row machine only just on one side. Yeah. it's, it's with, I mean, with a canoe, though, not like a huge... Boat, so uh, yeah, pretty interesting. That's what I think. Wes also posted uh, photos or a Facebook group of him canoeing by the uh, Sydney Opera House in Australia. There were really beautiful pictures. Wes, thanks for writing in. I got a great email from Jimmy Graben. He writes, "Hello, Imran, Anthony, and Rugs. As usual, I have been listening every week and enjoyed your reviews of both Thor Ragnarok and Justice League. Just wanted to email you to say thank you." I have officially been listening to the Jock and Nerd podcast for a year now. I remember going on iTunes and looking for a show and seeing your guys' podcast pop up. You had a Doctor Strange review, and I enjoyed it right away. Imran's pure joy coming through my speakers, along with Anthony's humor mixed in with some Rugboy's 80-ness, and I was immediately hooked. Since I started listening to your podcast, I've had probably one of the craziest years of my life. Went back to school to get a master's, switched careers after seven years, and experienced the birth of my first kid. All of those things were amazing, but created some chaos in my life. Each week, I had the Jock and Nerd podcast to lean on if I needed to escape the hectic things going on. It was something consistent to look forward to each week and still is. Thank you guys for that. I know you guys call your show bullshit sometimes and think it's somewhat of a circle jerk, which, let's be honest, it kind of is. But <laughs> you are impacting people. I mean, you have a guy listening in Australia, for Christ's sake. Shout out to Wes Cranford. You have brought together all sorts of different people from different walks of life based on your show and a shared love for comics, superheroes, and all that good stuff. So that is why I close each email with thank you, because I truly appreciate the time and work you put into this show every week. Sorry for the long email, but since I reached such a huge milestone, just wanted to share. Take care, guys. Jimmy the Geek, proud Patreon supporter, member of Jock and Nerd Nation. Jock and Nerd! Wow. Uh, I mean, nothing, nothing like uh, reading an email... <laughs> Where we're just masturbating. It's a complete circle jerk. That's the he nicest thing, though. No, like, it's very nice. I mean, we do, you know, it's... It, it was so nice that I posted on my personal social media oh, and did? said something nice like about this, it. Yeah. You, got, you write something like this and it keeps us going. Like, this is why we do the show. This is one of the big reasons to do the show. Well, it's one of those things where you, it makes you think, all right? Yeah. Like, uh, we would love to do more episodes and, and do more shows Absolutely. And, and actually just do this for a living. Like, yes. uh, Anthony, do you want to go to work every day or just do this? It's no, easier. I'd rather talk. I'd rather yeah. do this for a living. <laughs> I mean, fantastic. But we can we can do that if uh, we get more people to listen. So mm -hmm. it's uh, you want more? We'll 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 do that. We'll we'll totally do that. Uh, and everyone, increase your Patreon pledge. Uh, he has, and then there's <laughs> there's a follow up, just a quick follow up email on Justice League from Jimmy. You guys nailed it on the head when you mentioned Justice League feeling like Joss Whedon's greatest hits. It felt like the final act was straight from Age of Ultron. The whole thing very felt very Sokovia, if you will, especially with the family trying to escape that had Whedon written all over it. I left that movie feeling like I felt after viewing The Defenders. That's it. 
I know you guys mentioned that about Defenders, and even though this is a movie on a much bigger scale, I have to be honest and say I had a similar feeling. A ton of buildup for not much of a payoff. Looking forward to hearing your thoughts on Punisher. I'm about four episodes in now. Moving kind of slow, a few good scenes here and there, but I'll be honest, it's dragging for me. We will see how it progresses. Thanks again for reading my emails. Peace, Jimmy the Geek. Nice. Uh, Punisher is slow, and uh, some people may find it boring because of it being slow. So You're slow. You're slow. Uh, last one, Ron Hans, another listener and Patreon supporter. Hey, guys, I had to delay hearing your review and writing in because I don't see DC movies opening weekend while I wait to hear if it's a train wreck or if it's watchable. So I went and saw it yesterday and found it was okay. I like Wonder Woman and Dirtbag Aquaman. I like I the stuff. I think I coined Dirtbag Aquaman. Yes, he's Dirtbag. I think we started that. Hashtag yeah. Dirtbag Aquaman. I like the stuff of Superman being the shit out of the Justice League. Actually, I like most of the stuff with Superman. Him watching Flash run past him was great. The list of things I didn't like is going to be far too long, but the highlights are Flash's running and really Flash in general. The fact that only parts of this movie you didn't see in a trailer were how they beat Steppenwolf and how Superman is brought back. Everything else, including 90% of the jokes, were all in the trailers. Also, have you noticed in two movies now, Superman has never said one word directly to Wonder Woman. Not one, it's just kind of weird. Oh, That's shit. a great point. I didn't realize that. He's yep. he's not had one ounce of dialogue Wonder Woman. This, he doesn't think shit of her. No, he does not. He's uh, not that is not his equal. No, he's like, fuck he's that a woman. This will be another good movie to go to sleep to when it comes out in iTunes. So I guess I have that to look forward to. As for The Punisher, I know you guys are still watching this, so I will keep it spoiler free. I really like the series. I thought the little backstory that they gave you in Daredevil season two and really play it up in the season was great. As I said on the Facebook page, there are aspects of the series that shows you what Disney is going to let Marvel do. There are a couple of scenes in later episodes of the series that are so brutal that I had to turn away a bit. I will stop there for now, but I have this third in the Marvel Netflix stuff behind Daredevil and Jessica Jones, ahead of Defenders, Luke, Cage, and Iron Fist. Looking forward to your thoughts. Happy Thanksgiving, Ron Hans. Ron, thanks for writing in. And I will say, dude, this show, it's fucking brutal. It's visceral and it's gross. There are times where I can't i can't look at it because it's Lizzie. fucking gross. <laughs> I get lightheaded very... Dude, I get lightheaded in that scene in What, uh, what About uh, the what, was the... what About Mary? What's that movie where he gets his fucking nuts caught in his pants? Ben Stiller? Oh, yeah, that's something about Mary. Something about Mary. Every time I watch the scene where his gets his nuts like I almost faint like because you think about that pain oh my god and I bro. start to get lightheaded pussy. you really are a pussy no, but I, I love the violence in, in Punisher dude it's fucking I it's said brutal. it he validated it it's brutal I'm a pussy I'll take it I'll take it and I'll live with it uh, Rugs where can the people find you online you can find me at really rug boy on Twitter come find me you fucks Find them, you fucks. Thanks. Waiting. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the show, guys. Be sure subscribe. Uh, look, if you got someone in Spotify, tell them they can listen to us in Spotify. Leave us a rating and review in Apple Podcast app. And most importantly, tell a friend. Spread tell the word. Tell, tell 10 of them. Tell yeah. 10. Next 10 people. Give them this. Talking nerd. Listen, word of mouth advertising is the only way for this show to grow. It's like a book. You know when you read a really good book or a magazine, you're like, uh, you got to read this book. This book fucking rocks. There's no there's no marketing for books. No one's reading books. There's no, hey, I'm let, just saying. I'll throw this out there. <laughs> yeah. If you know somebody who's into advertising and knows how to advertise shit, tell them to come help us out. Yeah, Send them this way. We could use some marketing help. <laughs> I suck. <laughs> that was supposed to be Anthony's job. He uh, failed. Uh, You're the marketing sorry. guy. Listen, we need you, the listener, to help us. Grow the show, join the fan club, subscribe, blah, blah, blah. Thanks for listening. You guys are awesome. This is the Jogger Podcast. My name is Imran.
My name's Anthony. He's the jock. He's a nerd. We'll peep you next time, yo. Bro, do you even podcast? My spider shits are tingling. Hand off my penis.